first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Good afternoon, Auburn. Welcome into Sports Call here today on this Tuesday. Coming to you live from our studio here on South College Street. My name is JJ Jackson. I have the pleasure of hosting this sports talk show on the program with me today. I've got my good friends Javon Cutler and Brant Daughtry here with me inside the studio. We're going to have Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here at 4 o'clock today. Britt Bowen will join us at 3.30. It's a Tuesday, so we tell you about our newest player of the week. We will discuss all of the events of last night with Auburn softball getting a walk-off victory. They now lead the SEC with a 5-1 and league record, and they have the best overall record at 24-2 and out of the entire conference. So tons of exciting news to discuss throughout today's show. And your phone calls, of course, are always welcome on the Auburn Bank phone line at 334-887-3401. So now I welcome in one of my colleagues today, Brant Daughtry, here inside the studio. Brant, how are you? How's your Tuesday going so far? Uh, it's going pretty good. Having a lot of fun today. Uh, I had a pretty pretty nice day, actually. Um, and you're right, Auburn softball is very exciting right now. Two walk-off home runs in as many series that they have played. They swept the Texas A&M Aggies, took two out of three from the South Carolina Lady Gamecocks. So uh, a great start to the season for them. Uh, I'm sure we'll talk more about uh, Auburn basketball going forward. Um, uh, the the kid that Tom and I were talking about on yesterday's show, whose name I saw today, and again, I just can't remember it. He's French. He's got a kind of a weird name. but um, Johan. Yeah, Johan. Torre, something like Johan that. Johan Torre. That, that sounds about right. But anyway, he has officially decommitted from LSU, and Auburn is the front runner right now. He is listed as a Ford. A lot of people think he's going to play a stretch five in Bruce's system. But it, you could very well see if Walker Kessler does come back, you could see him and Kessler on the floor at the same time. Uh, it's it, it's about to be an abundance of riches uh, if the, Auburn is able to land this kid because you've got a, a great point guard coming in and Trey Donaldson. You've got a great shooting guard, small forward type in uh, in the other guy we were talking about last night. And uh, you've got this kid coming in who can be another big for you. So even if Walker Kessler does go, you're looking at replacing the five with this kid. And it, it's a great time to be excited. And, of course, you have spring football going on right now. That started this week. And uh, apparently good things are happening over there. Obviously good thing they're going to say that good things are happening. But, but still, a spring football, the kids look good. A lot of kids got huge. Uh, Cam Riley put on almost 30 pounds. And wow. I've seen I've seen some footage of him. He looks massive. He is uh, he came in very lean. He was about 200 pounds his freshman year. He stands at six five, so a very svelte six five. But he's up to about 230, 227, I think is what he's officially listed at. And uh, getting used to playing linebacker in the SEC, so a lot to be excited about there as well. So uh, a very interesting week of uh, Auburn athletics, and I'm sure that will continue. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9 as all of our sports call callers and guests join us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Auburn Bank has been your hometown bank for over 110 years. Visit them online at auburnbank.com for more information. Your partner, your neighbor, your friend, member FDIC, equal housing lender. Again, give us a call to join the program, 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. All right, I was not able to be on the show yesterday, but do want to say thank you to Brant Daughtry, Javon Cutler, and uh, Tom Peavy for holding down the fort 
as uh, they were the first time on the air following the end of the Auburn men's basketball season around a 32 loss to Miami and uh, appreciate you guys for uh, handling the show yesterday yeah and uh, Cam Berry as well he popped in awesome. uh, for two of the three hours and helped or for well we did only have a two-hour show so two so one of the two hours and you know he, he uh, gave his opinion as well and we had a lot of fun on yesterday's show I would imagine so a lot to discuss as again a big time win uh, for the Miami Hurricanes upsetting For Auburn sure. in that one and bringing the Tiger season to a close. What was the vibe if people missed yesterday's show, Brent? What was the vibe? Uh, it was kind of – we were obviously disappointed as we feel like the basketball team is. And, you know, it's it's yes. hard to – Miami, the average player on Miami's team is 23 and a half years old. Uh, I am just older than that, and I've been out of college for a year now. So they're a very old, very experienced team, and uh, hopefully they, uh, hopefully they can. It's not too disappointing. Hopefully they get it all back together. And you know, I, I, I love this team. I will forever love this team. I'll forever cherish the memories that they gave, gave me uh, as a fan. Uh, Bruce Pearl. There's some debate going on among certain people. They know who they are. Uh, about whether or not Bruce Pearl has earned the contract that he has after uh, a round of 32 exit, and I, I certainly think he has. Okay. Auburn won 27 games this year. They played uh, 33, 34, and they won 27 of them. So it's, it's certainly a disappointing end to what everyone thinks was an otherwise great season. And while it wasn't what everyone wanted, uh, you know, it, it does not overshadow the fact that you did win an SEC regular season championship, and that this is still a great team. Jabari Smith, uh, we we all kind of agree that he's gone. He said that he hasn't made his mind up yet, but I, uh, I I'm I'm fairly certain he's going to go. And if he decides maybe he'll come back, then I don't think there's any chance Bruce lets him stay. Walker Kessler is a bit of a different story. We don't know if he. Uh, Tom said on the other on last on yesterday's show, excuse me, that uh, he had heard a rumor that. Uh, Walker Kessler was not super invested in going to the NBA. He wants to play college basketball, and the NBA is kind of an afterthought because he's more interested in uh, becoming an orthopedic surgeon like the other members of his family. So we'll see if Walker Kessler comes back. He may, he may not. Um, I would certainly love him to, but you just don't know. And uh, hopefully with, um, with, uh, with everything going on with those two, uh, Auburn will hopefully get one of the two back. And if they don't, uh, Auburn's not rebuilding, you know, yeah. they're reloading, and that's what everyone seems to understand. The front court is obviously going to be the biggest difference for Auburn basketball, assuming that you have seen the final games being played for Jabari Smith and Walker Kessler. Right. We know guards uh, should be back, but it's important to bring this up, Brant, because college basketball is weird this time of year in the transfer portal being the monster that it is. It's unfortunate, but we have gotten to a point with the sport where you almost have to make a declaration that you're coming back to a team yeah. because there's so much spec- so much speculation there. The good news for that is that Zeb Jasper has already said that he's coming back. He said that before the season was over, and obviously we've got a, a whole we've got a whole lot of time before the next season starts. So he could very well change his mind, but I do expect all three of those guards to be back. I think all three of them fit into this team very well. And then I think you add Trey Donaldson into the mix as a true point guard. Uh, and now you've got three guy. Now you've got three guys who are definite point guards 
and one of them that can also play the shooting guard. And then you've got Chance Westry coming in, who's a who's a combo guard, two three type player. Uh, so he'll fit into that guard rotation pretty well. I, I'm really excited to see how Bruce Pearl handles his rotation at guard next year because remember, Alan Flanagan is also probably coming back, and right. hopefully he looks more like his usual self after the uh, after what was what is honestly a disappointing season from him. Uh, hopefully he looks better coming back next year. Three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine to be a part of our program here today. Let's go ahead and take our first break for today's show. Uh, thanks again for listening to the program. We're back in just a moment, right after this on Tiger ninety five point nine. We need a timeout. Sports Call will be back after this quick break. I'm Deshaun Davis, former Auburn Tigers football player and all SEC linebacker. You're listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Sports Call, WTGZ, Tiger 95.9 FM. And on the Tiger Communications app, JJ Jackson with Brant Daughtry. Javon Cutler set to join us here in just a little bit. We are going to have Britt Bowen joining our program as well in a matter of moments. And then Justin Ferguson live here in our studio uh, starting at 4 o'clock, which excited to talk about him, about everything going on in the world of Auburn Athletics. A look at uh, the end of the season for Auburn basketball. It's really hard to win in March. And uh, some people were telling you that all year long. And unfortunately, found that to be true this past weekend as the Tigers fall in the round of 32. Let's celebrate some birthdays here today as we do every single day on our show. Without further ado, it's time for Birthdays in Sports. It's time for today's Birthdays in Sports. Birthdays in Sports here today. Today is March 22nd, 2022. A whole lot of twos in that day. 322-22. Celebrating birthday today. J.J. Watt is turning 33. He's a defensive end for the Arizona Cardinals. The scariest man alive. You feel that way? I think so. He is kind of if terrifying. He, if he got mad at me, I'd just have to shoot him because I'm not fighting him. 2017 Walter Payton Man of the Year Award winner, two-time NFL sacks <laughs> leader, five-time Pro Bowler, three-time NFL Defensive Player of the Year, has also played for the Houston Texans, played college football at Wisconsin. His brothers, TJ and Derek, both play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Happy 33rd birthday to J.J. Watt. I love how the Watt family has two edge-rushing defensive ends <laughs> and then a fullback. And a fullback. Like... Good Lord, that family is massive. Happy birthday to Thomas Davis, who's turning 38, a former NFL linebacker who played from 2005 until 2020, primarily with the Carolina Panthers. He also played a season each for the Los Angeles Chargers and Washington football team, three-time Pro Bowler, 2015 first-team All-Pro, 2004 consensus All-American while playing college football for the Georgia Bulldogs and the 14th overall pick of the 2005 NFL Draft. 
one of my favorite players ever, Thomas Davis turns 38 years old. When the Falcons were terrible and the Panthers were on their Super Bowl run, I uh, I, I liked watching Thomas Davis as well because I would watch the Panthers every time they were on. Yeah. Because you know I'm an Auburn fan. Cam Newton was the was sure. at his at the height of his powers at the time, and just uh, so much fun. So many great players on that team. Uh, in the 2015 first team All Pro season for Thomas Davis, the Panthers go all the way to the Super Bowl. What also was very significant about that season was that Thomas Davis was coming back from his third ACL tear. Really? And they just removed his anterior cruciate ligament entirely. They just got rid of it because they put something, a prosthetic okay. deal in there. I was about to say, like, so the man was just playing without it an ACL. That, it was that, insane yeah. for him to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, he just wanted to continue to play football, and I'll find any way possible to do it, and that's exactly what Thomas Davis did. What an incredible athlete he is. Happy birthday, TD. Sean Bradley is turning 50, the former NBA center who played from 1993 until 2005 with the Philadelphia 76ers, New Jersey Nets, and Dallas Mavericks. 1994 NBA All-Rookie Second Team, 1997 NBA Blocks Leader, a 1991 WAC Freshman of the Year while at BYU, second overall pick of the 1993 NBA Draft. He had a role in the movie Space Jam as one of the NBA players who lose their talent. Happy birthday, (laughs) Sean Bradley, turning 50. Space Jam was incredible. That's a good movie to be known for. I, uh, Sean Bradley... Never really watched him play, but right. I did watch Space Jam a ton. Uh, went back and watched it a couple years ago. It does not hold up well. No? It is not a very good movie. Uh, I enjoyed the remake I, here with LeBron James recently. I uh, have uh, not seen it. Probably will not see right. it. Right. That doesn't surprise people that uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that movie, and it probably doesn't surprise people that you will not see it. Eh. Let's continue forward here with birthdays today. One more birthday to go. As we're celebrating birthdays on March 22nd, 2022. Want to wish you a happy birthday. Juan Uribe is turning 43 years old. A former MLB infielder who played from 2001 until 2016 with the Colorado Rockies, Chicago White Sox, San Francisco Giants, Los Angeles Dodgers, Atlanta Braves, New York Mets, and Cleveland Indians. A two-time World Series champion, he finished his career with a 255 batting average to go along with 199 home runs and 816 RBIs. Juan Uribe is turning 43 years old. One of those names that I never really watched him, but I heard his name yeah. all the time. Right. I loved his swing. I loved watching him swing the bat. He could hit the baseball a mile and uh, won two World Series. There you go. Pretty good career to reflect back on as Juan Uribe turns 43 years old. Again, happy birthday today. Our birthdays in sports. J.J. Watt turns 33. Thomas Davis turns 38. Sean Bradley turns 50. And Juan Uribe turns 43 years old. Happy birthday to all of our friends as you were listening to Birthdays in Sports. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, let me give a happy belated birthday shout out to Brooks Childress as well. Twelve days ago, we, we celebrated I, his birthday on the show. Yeah, I feel like Brooks and you were here. A, uh, deserves another birthday shout out. Happy belated birthday, Brooks. And if it's your birthday out there, happy birthday yes, to you. Happy. Those are the more important birthday wishes for us to be making here. Britt Bowen set to join us here in ten minutes uh, to talk a little bit about Auburn softball. They're really good. Twenty-four and two. Yeah, best they team are. in the SEC. Best SEC record this season. Auburn baseball is in SEC play. They took two, or excuse me, one of three against Ole Miss and three very uh, much so non-competitive yeah. baseball games that I happen to be on the call for the final two games. Uh, Ole Miss Twitter got a hold of your boy ah. and, and wasn't too kind 
uh, to yours truly, but that's ah, okay. Well. We move forward. Send send me after him. I'll be yeah. your dog. I'll uh, be your guard dog. There, there was uh, it was kind of brutal to look at, but that's okay. I've got Ole Miss memes stored up that I haven't used. You're in a ready to while. you're ready to have my back, which I certainly do yeah. appreciate. Auburn won uh, 19 to five in game two. They lost 13 to six. And then on Saturday they lost the final game of that Ole Miss series, fifteen to two. Yeah. So not competitive games it's by just, any stretch just of the imagination. A very weird three game series. Yeah. Like back what, and forth, back and forth. How does back that happen? Forth. I understand. Like in the first game, I didn't see this the lines for the other two games, but in the first game, Auburn had like five errors, yeah. and, and that kind of let things spiral out of control. But what what was the story in the other two games there? Uh, Auburn hit the ball really well. In the second game, and Ole Miss couldn't hit anything. There Auburn you go. had good pitching. That's how they were able to win nineteen to five. That'll do it. Uh, and then in the last game, Auburn just couldn't hit. Oh, well. Couldn't hit. And uh, when they had tough. runners on, they couldn't drive them in. Yeah. So tough to tough win way to win when you can't hit the ball. Such is the sport of baseball. Um, now let's talk about softball though, because that let's team do it. is really good. There's we got Britt Bowen coming on in yes. ten minutes. He uh, the the softball team five and one in the SEC. Britt and I. Uh, of course, along with uh, Ryan Lavoy, have been doing a lot of the play-by-play for the Auburn Sports Network. Britt travels to Kentucky with the team this upcoming weekend as they get set for a series with the Wildcats. Uh, I will be traveling with Auburn softball for their three-game series against Arkansas and Mississippi State later on in the conference season. But this Auburn team is absolutely mashing, raking, mashing the softball. Last year, Auburn's slugging percentage was in the 300s. Their slugging percentage That's not great. was in the 300s. Batting average, much worse. Of course, slugging percentage is the number of your hits that go for extra bases. Every other team in the SEC had a greater on-base percentage a season ago than Auburn's slugging percentage. I heard that tidbit on the broadcast last night. Yeah. Uh, That's insane. not great. Insane. Which, and it really sucks because your pitching was so good last year, too. Right. But here's the good news. That pitching is back, and now you are mashing. You've got freshmen that are just yeah, just incredible, crushing the ball. And then you've got some upperclassmen that have improved significantly. Right. And you're, I don't know, this, this Auburn softball team is really coming together. We saw a big weekend on, a fr- on Saturday, Sunday from Jesse Blaine. We saw Denver Bryant with two home runs on the weekend. And then we saw freshman shortstop Nellia Peralta Nelly. had two home runs herself yesterday including a walk-off homer to win it auburn played two games this weekend uh 10 plus innings of softball yeah and Britt was on the call for all of them so he's had a, a couple of uh long evenings over the past 48 hours trying to broadcast all of those auburn softball events yeah but he did get to call a walk-off home run yes which is exciting that is very exciting and man i hope auburn keeps it up i mean they've it, the the kind of detriment to them is they've only played one super highly ranked team and that was ucla uh, only played them in one game and they lost nine to nothing. But that final score does not tell the story of the whole game because it was nothing, nothing going into the fourth inning. Uh, Auburn hung tough with the number one team in the country before it just kind of fell apart on them all at the same time. But but luckily you're going to have a very long and very challenging SEC slate where if you're one of the better teams, you have a real chance to prove yourself. No doubt about that, and that will get that opportunity again a little bit later this week, taking on Kentucky. And then next week, they're back home uh, for a three-game series. That's April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd, taking on the Florida Gators. Yes, sir. uh, Crazy that April is right around the corner, and it's coming up next. 
Uh, but uh, yeah, that's what's going on, and uh, we've got NCAA men's basketball and women's basketball continuing. We saw the final round of 32 games for the women's tournament take place yesterday, and so they'll get set for the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight this upcoming weekend as well. The men has uh, still got a couple of one seeds, three one seeds remaining in the men's tournament, two two seeds, and then a good number of double digit seeds have continued yeah. to push forward, which is exciting. How about the Peacocks of St. Peter's? Incredible. The Doug Eddert uh, making some absolutely incredible clutch shots. You want to bury man. the lead? Uh, no, nah, we'll we'll let it we'll let it okay, ride. Okay, we'll let it you ride. You can if you want to, but I I'm in favor of letting it ride. Let's let it ride. I'm, All right, I'm a rider then. I'm a rider. I <laughs> can right. uh, I can ride for the brand and and uh, move forward there. Done. Uh, we've dun, also got dun, a couple dun. of double digit seeds from like traditional powers, right? Or or yeah. just bigger schools like Michigan, like Miami, Miami, yeah, that have made run like Iowa State. Mm-hmm. Uh, which by the way, the turnaround from Iowa State, who just a couple of seasons ago was in the Sweet Sixteen. Last year, they went 2-22. 2-22. Two and 22. Two and 22 That's not good. For the Iowa State Cyclones in the Big 12, and now they're back in the Sweet 16. Absolutely, and what a, what a one-year turnaround that is, you know, and playing in a, a pretty tough conference as well. Not, a, not easy to make this kind of run, and, you know, you, now you're into the Sweet 16 after a very, very bad year. I mean, it's... Obviously, as Auburn fans, we'll always remember the 2013 turnaround from three and nine to playing for a national championship. But this is—I I said it on yesterday's show, so I have to apply the argument here. It is tougher to win a championship in basketball right. than it is in football because football, the better team almost always wins, right. especially if there's a significant talent gap. The more talented team, nine times out of ten, will come out. Uh, in basketball, that is not the case because St. Peter's doesn't have near the talent or the money or the history or the experience that Kentucky does. And yet they beat them in the first round by like 20. It's, it is a very, it's basketball's weird, man. Basketball's weird. Have you seen St. Peter's gym? I have You ever see no. a picture of their gym? No. It, you know how we go to Smith station and yeah. broadcast their basketball games? That's what it looks like. Smith station might be like bigger. Oh man. Smith station might be bigger than St. Peter's gym, at least from the All pictures that I've seen. All of the Peacock content. And showing how small of a school it is, yeah. I'm all for, right? Like yeah. the fact that... Uh, it's, it's like almost a maybe, residence. They've got like one full-time assistant coach that's salaried. Yeah. That's insane and wild to think about. Uh, John Calipari's salary is five times the operating budget of the program yeah. itself, which is insane. St. Uh, Kentucky spends 12 and a half times more money a year on basketball than St. Peter's does. That is the widest margin uh, ever since those numbers started yeah. getting kept track of in the NCAA tournament. It's huge it's upset. What an upset it is. And now they're on to the Sweet 16. Which That's is insane. The insane. fact that they beat Murray State, another team from the state of Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky's <laughs> a, 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 a peacock state now at this yeah. point with what St. Peter's has been able to do. St. Peter's be, uh, and Auburn beat Kentucky earlier this right. year, and Auburn's doing the whole peacock thing, which I'm I'm going to defend right. to the end of time. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. I hope we can continue to do things like the, that. The SEC is bringing in five new head coaches uh, this upcoming <sighs> season in basketball. All of them are coming from what you would deem mid-major programs. Yep. No Power 5 coaches are Except for Mike over, White at Georgia. Uh, except for the one switch in-house, of course, yeah. When we talk about other jobs open in college basketball, what's kind of crazy is Maryland has been a job that's been open for a long time uh, since the first portion of the season. Kevin Willard has been named the head coach over there. He was at Seton Hall in the Big East. And Shaheen Holloway, who is the current head coach of St. Peter's, 
is going to be named as the head coach of Seton Hall. Yeah. They're just and he played for Seton Hall. So really mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. kudos to him for getting your alma mater's job. Like that's and he yeah. deserves it. What that's, he's done that's at a St. Dream Peter's job. is outstanding. But it always happens, Brant, where you've got these amazing teams that make these deep runs and then the coaches get great opportunities and they move on to the next spot. Well, like you said, John Calipari makes five times the amount of money that the entire coaching staff at St. Peter's does. Uh, Seton Hall does not have the same amount of money that Kentucky does, but it's more than St. Peter's. So I, at, at some point, money talks. At some point, you're going to a more established program. St. Peter's is doing something magical, but somebody leaving for a bigger job is just its the nature of the game. Can't blame them for it. Can't blame them for the opportunity that he's getting. All right, we're going to take a commercial break. And on the other side of this break... Britt Bowen will join us, uh, the Auburn Sports Network's finest Auburn softball play-by-play announcer, along with being the voice of Auburn women's basketball, talking all things Tiger Athletics with us right after this on Sports Call. J.J. Jackson and the guys want to hear from you. Give them a call to join Sports Call at 334-887-3401. We're done paying the bills. Now back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, J.J. Jackson and Brant Daughtry inside the studio. Make sure you check out the Sports Call podcast. If you ever miss a show, you can go back and listen to the show on demand immediately, instantaneously. It's the coolest thing in the whole wide world. Leave us a five-star rating and written review. If you wouldn't mind, it means a whole lot when you take the time to do that. All right, so here we are on Tuesday, March 22nd, 2022. Unfortunately, basketball is done for the Auburn Tigers on both the men's and women's side of things. Now we just move on to the spring sports. We got fun teams to root for. Always easy to cheer for Butch Thompson and that Auburn baseball team. And this Auburn softball team is quite simply outstanding so far this season. Just two losses, 5-1 and one in the SEC. And the voice of Auburn softball, Britt Bowen, now joins us on the program today. Britt, how are you? Hey, man, doing well. Um, excited after last night. Um, man, it, it was uh, another another win that Auburn softball had to grind out, but uh, what a fun finish to, to, to beat a, a very good South Carolina team and to sit at 5-1 and one in the SEC. It's a good feeling. You were on the call for all three games this weekend, Britt, and Brant and I are actually going to give you a math problem that you're going to have to solve here for us. How many okay. total innings of softball did you broadcast this weekend? Because it wasn't your traditional 21 with three seven-inning games. Okay, let's see here. Let's see. Let me think. We had 11, all right, and then 10 last night. That's 21 plus 5, 26 wow. innings of softball. <laughs> Listen, the, the liberal arts major able to do some math on the fly here. <laughs> Look at that. But I mean, talk about the series a little bit, Britt. I mean, we had two games that went just bonus, bonus, bonus softball. 
And then one of the wins for Auburn doesn't. I mean, goes the minimum. What was it like to uh, see kind of the the pendulum swing back and forth for uh, the series? Yeah, well, I, I kind of feel like it was a five game series with, with yeah. two games, <laughs> with two games going one to eleven and one to ten. But yeah, Saturday. I mean, it was one where Auburn. You know, they 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 got out in front early. Uh, with a big three-run fourth inning, the long ball was a factor in every game, and and then South Carolina took advantage of Auburn mistakes. I mean, uh, of, of ten runs scored in that first game, I think uh, let's see, it, not very many were were earned runs. I think only they only had three earned runs, to seven unearned runs wow. in, in in that first game. So the errors really cost Auburn. Wild pitches cost Auburn. Pass balls cost Auburn. So it wasn't the typical defensive effort that that we had been used to seeing. Um, but the bats was stellar and they were stellar in, in all three games and finding timely hits and Auburn, you know, despite the letdown and in extra innings on Saturday, found a way. They stayed hungry. They stayed together as a team on, on Sunday and, and put put together eleven runs off twelve hits. And I, I think the most impressive thing about that, Jesse Blaine had a two hit day against South Carolina on Saturday. Four RBIs had the three-run homer in the bottom of the seventh to tie the game. And I was bummed for Jessie because, you know, she had her best day on Auburn's worst day. Well, she was able to repeat that performance on Sunday and have another two-for-three game with another three-run home run, four RBIs. And that, that total there, that eight RBIs and, and two three-run home runs has gotten her the SEC Freshman of the Week honors, which super proud of her for that. But, you know, last night Auburn comes back with a series on the line, and, and Maddie Pinta, she, she was the workhorse. Obviously, Nelia Peralta with a walk-off homer, a three-hit game. She carried Auburn's offense, but Auburn doesn't win that game without Maddie Pinta. She threw ten innings complete game 161 pitches only gave up five hits three runs had eight strikeouts and uh, was just phenomenal for Auburn and 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 the fact that Auburn was able to come back and win games two and game three after losing game one the way they did impressive and this team just more evidence they continue to play for each other they play together and uh, they're not intimidated by the big moment now they've been down in three or four SEC games now and they've come back and at least Tied it and had a chance to win every one of them, and then I'll take five and one in the SEC after the first two weeks, any day of the week. Britt, Mickey Dean has kind of gotten this reputation for being a, a more stoic guy. He doesn't show a ton of emotion, but apparently, after that walk-off win against South Carolina, he showed a he, he got a little bit excited. Talk to us a little bit about uh, what Mickey Dean has done this year and uh, how how he how he seemed to feel after that South Carolina series. Yeah, man, he was excited. I mean, no other way to put it. He he sees the work these kids have put in. <laughs> Excuse me, and and also too, like he he knows what these kids go through every single day, and and how they play for each other, and 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 really what they went through last year. I mean, he's got a lot. He's got a couple upperclassmen, the sophomore class, who you know didn't have a ton of success last year, and seeing these kids come together, succeed at such a high level. This is what he's been building for in the five years he's been in Auburn. Of course, he's taken some time. I don't think people um, over the last four years, and, and, and I was one of them at the time, didn't necessarily understand 
you know, the the job that he was having to do to to rebuild the culture of Auburn softball, and and that and that takes some time. And um, he's gotten two big back-to-back um, top five recruiting classes. Uh, the second one coming in next year, and 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 to see all of it pay off in a game like last night. And and how about Nelia Peralta, a kid that that, that struggled on, on Saturday, moved from shortstop to third base in the middle of the series, and then came back last night. Despite one throwing error, had had a three for five nine at the plate, a walk off homer, two RBIs. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you root for, and um, he's just proud of his team, it, you know. And um, for for them to to be at five and one right now, I mean, I, I don't think we've started five and one in the SEC. I, I'm not sure we even did that in 2015 and 2016. I'd have to go back and look, but. Um, it's a good place to be, but um, he certainly knows that there's more work to be done, and you got to take it one day at a time. That's right. you got to keep it going. Tiger said to Lexington next this upcoming weekend, and Britt's going to have the radio call for all three of those games between Auburn and Kentucky. Britt Bowen joining us here, the voice of Auburn softball. So, Britt, forgive me, on, uh, on Sunday I did catch myself watching a little bit of the game as opposed to listening to your radio broadcast. Uh, and as I shouldn't be doing that, I was interested by some of the conversations that was being had by the announcers on the SEC network, and it was brought to my attention, Britt, that Auburn's slugging percentage a year ago in the 300s, as low as it was, their slugging percentage was worse than the on-base percentage of every other team in the SEC. That is unbelievable to hear and something that I hadn't realized, something that you and I hadn't really talked about as much other than like, hey, this team's hitting a lot of home runs. But just how wild is that to think about that a year ago? The slugging percentage for Auburn was worse than every other SEC team's on-base percentage. Auburn still was a regional team last year thanks to their great pitching. And that's just another uh, sign at how good this offense has been for the Tigers. Exactly, and, and I'll say this: I didn't know that JJ, but but thinking back on it, I mean, seriously, thinking back on on how how bad Auburn struggled on the offensive end last year, it, yes, shocking, but also too at the same time not that surprising when when you truly you and I as many games as as we've done together with Auburn softball in the last two years. Yeah. I mean, they were not good last year on offense. And had they had any offense last year, I mean, think about how many wins. I think close to 15 games could have been reversed in a win for Auburn as they dropped nearly 15 one-run games last year. And, you know, just this year alone, I mean, it is it is yesterday, as of March 21st, Auburn has hit 44 home runs this year. They hit 22 last year, 22 in a full season. So, um, yeah, I mean the, the 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 improvements there. I think it start it started at the start of the year with the with the buy-in. Um, Coach Dean, <laughs> excuse me, Coach Dean and staff. They didn't let the team near the field or near the cages the first uh, month and a half of the uh, of the fall season. They they spent that in the weight room training, getting stronger, and uh, obviously they they've changed their approach at the plate. They're trying to attack early in counts to to cut the strikeout numbers down. I think Coach Dean said that they did a study on Major League Baseball, and over seventy percent of the strikeouts um, took place because when the first pitch strike was taken of the at bat. So when the first strike was taken, 70% of the time there was a strikeout. So 
you know, and when you, when you combine those two things, and also to recruit some pretty talented hitters, and, and, and you find a nice balance in the lineup, good things are going to happen. And credit to them, but as we, as we mentioned, there's a long way to go, and a big test this weekend at Kentucky. All right, Britt Bowen's here with us. How's your bracket doing on the men's side of the NCAA tournament, Britt? You're going to kill me. I'm going to be honest with you. Didn't fill one out. I, 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 I did not fill one out. Yeah. I, oh, Brett. I, 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 I did not fill one out. Um, well, we listen, we signed all these waivers to, to get to do what we get to do, J.J., and in, in, in broadcasting. And, you know, I was just like, hey, because at work, you know, you got all these prizes, this, that, and the other. <laughs> I'm like, let me just stay away Better from this. Better be safe. And Understood. Sit back, sit back and watch uh, – and watch the games and, and and see what happens. But I got to say, I I do that that Arizona Houston matchup. There could be a national champion out of that matchup for both of those teams. And obviously Gonzaga Duke. I think everyone's itching for that matchup. And I think everyone would love JJ. How how crazy would a North Carolina Duke matchup be in the Final Four? They each team has two wins left, but. St. Peter's is a great story, and I don't even want to talk about the the Midwest region. I, I'm still still hurt over my <laughs> Tigers going down on uh, on Sunday. That's right. All right. Well, let's talk women's basketball then before we let you get out of here, because uh, they also went on to the Sweet 16 after last night's game. Kim Mulkey's first season in Baton Rouge ended with a round of 32 exit. You've got North Carolina and South Carolina. That's bragging rights on the line, Britt. Is that's a battle of the home state, a battle of the Carolinas there in the Sweet 16. And then the only other SEC team still left in the mix is Tennessee as they will play on Saturday in the Sweet 16 against one-seeded Louisville. Are you surprised at the lack of SEC teams at this point? Uh, a, a little bit. Um, primarily, I, I'm surprised at Kentucky. I, I'm not so much surprised at, at the other teams uh, watching LSU. And Kim Mulkey had a great team. Caleb Pointer, I think, the best point guard in the country. A little disappointing to see them lose, but you know, at the same time, um, they, they kind of ran out of gas there towards the end of the season. Um, but for uh, for Kentucky, it was obviously shocking to see them go down in round one, but I, I still think it's South Carolina's tournament to lose, but I will say South Carolina's got to start playing some better basketball. You know, I, I didn't think they had a great showing in the second round. Is They were in a low-scoring affair against Miami. They only won that game 49-33, to so they've got some work to do, but also for, for, for Tennessee and, and Kelly Harper, um, what a job she's done with, with the injuries that Tennessee's had and for Tennessee to come back. And, by the way, this is a team that Coach Johnny Harris and Auburn women's basketball beat. They handed Tennessee their first loss of the year back in late January. Um, for, for Tennessee to come back and make the Sweet 16, I, I think it's a great accomplishment. Um, uh, they've got their work cut out for them, though. They, they face the number one seed Louisville Cardinals. On um, I believe it's on Saturday, and 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 that, that's a tough matchup. I will be surprised if Tennessee gets out of it, but folks, I got to tell you, I mean, the the, the women's bracket is, is is fun to watch. Had a couple upsets. I think South Dakota's in the Sweet 16, so um, a, a lot of good basketball left. Of course, you got Vic Schaefer in Texas, who's going to be coming to the SEC here soon. So um, again. Fun, fun to watch, and certainly can't wait for Coach Johnny Harris to, to get Auburn onto that stage here in another year or two. Britt Bowen with the Auburn Sports Network, the voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball, joining us here on this Tuesday edition of Sports Call. Britt, as always, we really do appreciate the time. Give me the final broadcast details for softball coming up this week. How can people tune in? 
Yeah, so tune in uh, on WTGC right here on 95.9 FM, also online for free, AuburnTigers.com and the Auburn Tigers app. It'll be a 445 airtime on Friday. First pitch is set for 5, and then, of course, on Saturday and Sunday, we have an early first pitch time. It'll be at 12 o'clock noon central airtime at 1145 both of those days. Tune in. It's great softball. Um, it's a top 25 matchup. You want a good idea of what going on the road for a super regional will be like for Auburn here in a month or two. Um, this, is a, this is a good place to start in John Crop Field in, in Kentucky. Again, it's going to be a big test. Folks, if you want to see uh, Kentucky, get a little scout on them. The Wildcats play number one Oklahoma tonight at Kentucky. Uh, from what I understand, it's, it's sold out. So I'm, wow. I'm certainly going to be tuned into that tonight and uh, seeing how that one plays out because, uh, again, it's going to be a good scouting report for Auburn coming up on uh, for this weekend. Britt, we appreciate the time as always. We'll talk to you again soon, okay? Hey, guys, appreciate it. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's our buddy Britt Bowen, the voice of Auburn women's basketball and Auburn softball, joining us here on the program. 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 888 9 tiger He gets me fired up. Uh, for the softball games coming up and how well this team's been playing. Yeah, he really does. It, you know, it, it, there's something to be said for how passionate he is about both softball and women's basketball. And, you know, it's very easy to get fired up for stuff like yeah. basketball that's been good for so long. Football, that, that you know, the the main sport here at right. Auburn, even though we, you know, everything's school, but football does pay most of the bills. That said, Britt really loves the women's basketball team. He really loves Auburn softball. And it makes me, as a fan, as someone who, is starting to work with those two sports a little bit more now. It makes me excited as well, and uh, I can't I can't wait to see what Johnny Harris and the Lady Tigers do in the future. And I can't wait for more of this Auburn softball team. And when you hear him announcing those particular sports, obviously you can hear the excitement in his yeah. voice. Yeah, and, for sure. Uh, the number of times that that Britt has been able to join our show is outstanding, and we're so grateful. For that and our friends at the Auburn Sports Network, of course, Tiger Communications, proud to be your flagship home for Auburn Sports Network athletic events. On uh, Here with Tiger Talk, we've got football, men's basketball, women's basketball, baseball, and softball, everything that you could want to listen to right here on all of the Tiger Communications family of radio stations, all exclusive here in uh, Lee County. Brant, before we get to the top of the hour, before Javon Cutler joins the set, before Justin Ferguson pops in, uh, are you going to stay in Ferg's seat right there, by the way? Are you well, going to push I, him over I was, to the corner? I was going to move over to the corner, but okay. this is the seat that I prefer. But right. Ferg is a guest, and he always sits here. So you're okay so with I'm, moving I'm going over to that move, way? Yeah, I'm okay. going to move one over to the right. Okay. I was just curious. If you wanted, I was like, hey, if you want him to move over there, that's great. Well, it, I just the wanted thing, to have the thing is, is like, I'm a bigger guy, and there's not a whole lot of walkway between the desk that our mics are sitting on and the wall back here. So right. anytime someone needs to scoot behind me, either I need to scoot out to the other corner, let them slip in behind, and then file back, or I have to press myself up to the desk like really close, and you can hear the difference how much closer I am to the mic here, and you know, like let them scoot. That was a really impressive demonstration while still talking into a microphone. I have done it before. That's um, really good work by you, Brandon. And it's, hey, I am, I am, I am uh, a thespian. I like to. I am a very. I'm a performer. I'm a performer. That's why I went into radio in the first place. I talk with my hands a lot. Yeah. Again, I've said it a million times on the show with you. uh, Radio is not a visual medium. Right. So no one could see that. But hopefully, the difference in sound, like when I get close to the mic like this, gives some people like uh, an illustration of sure. 
you know, kind of what I'm doing. But I, again, I am turning sideways. I'm turning this way and, you know, I'm touching both the desk and the wall and people can't see that, which is unfortunate. 334-887-3401 or toll free at one 9 tiger 9 to call in and be a part of Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. All right, as we do every single week, it's the most important time of the week, in my opinion. Let's take this opportunity to tell you about our newest sports call, Player of the Week. Sports Call's Player of the Week. St. Peter's point guard Doug Eddert is Sports Call's Player of the Week. The mustachioed Eddert scored 20 off the bench against Kentucky, then 13 against Murray State to push the 15-seeded Peacocks to the Sweet 16. Eddert is getting hot at the right time as well after averaging only 8 points a game over a 3-year career. Doug Eddert is Sports Call's Player of the Week. Eric McDade State Farm is a proud supporter of local sports and the community we all live in. Eric McDade has been proudly serving the local community since 2019. Whether you need auto coverage, home coverage, life insurance, or even renter's coverage, you can rest easy knowing that Eric McDade has your back. Stop by and see them today at 907 2nd Avenue Suite A in Opelika, or for more information, call 334-759-7431, or find them on the web at drivewithericcom Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Eric McDade State Farm, proud to be a supporter of local sports in the community. All right, our Sports Call Player of the Week, sponsored by Eric McDade State Farm. We want to say big time congrats to Doug Eddert from St. Peter's, the mustache man. Very good writing by you, Brant. Thank you. Uh, he was incredible to I was, watch. I was very proud weekend. of the I was very proud of that uh mustachioed adjective yeah. and um and he has a killer mustache. Yes, so he I, does. I had to mention it in some way, but yeah, uh, he kept making big shot after big shot after big shot. Onions. I mean, it just, it, that's that's the phrase, right? That's what everyone says. It's, yeah. it's just an absolute baller right. over the past couple of weeks. And like I said, that man's been at St. Peter's for three years. He's averaged eight points a game, and uh, now he's scoring seventeen. Right. In uh, averaging about seventeen, I can't do the I can't do quick math, but. He's absolutely choosing the right time to ball out. He's our player of the week. He's one of the big reasons why St. Peter's has been able to win back-to-back games against schools from the state of Kentucky. Of course, the huge, huge upset of the Kentucky Wildcats. Biggest ever, question mark. Also, uh, a win over Murray State. You talk about the win for St. Peter's that the the Peacocks had over the weekend. And, uh, yeah, when the game goes to overtime... I think a lot of people are talking about the Kentucky game. I think folks were worried, Brant, because anytime you go to overtime with Goliath, oftentimes it feels like David might not be able to pull off the victory. Who are you going overtime with? Did I, who did Goliath? Is that what I said? You said Goliath. Goliath. You meant Goliath. Yes. So you're close. Goliath. Why can't I talk? It's bad. I I'm don't on know. a bad run. Goliath. It's, it's your job. Goliath. David and Goliath. Here I am setting up this great story, this great analogy, and... My brain doesn't even let me function properly. Yeah. But yeah, you know what I'm saying? The game went to overtime, yes. and you were like, there's no way Kentucky's going to lose this. They they found a way to force overtime. When St. Peter's forced overtime, I was like, all right, I hope St. Peter's wins. You know, I, I wasn't making predictions or anything. I, I, just, I was You like, were just observing. I was observing. I was an impartial observer. Yeah. And speaking of observers, 
Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer will join us. There you go. The that was a hour. good tease. I thought yeah. we were about to go to commercial. We still got seven minutes left in the hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we won't make it all the way to the top of the hour. Well, but we've we've got about ninety seconds left. That would I so should have. We should have saved that. Yeah, if you want to repeat that setup that over and good. over and over again until we run really out good. of time, we can do that. So happy with that. Yeah, but Justin Ferguson's not our sports call player of the week. No, he's not. It's Doug, Doug Eddard is the mustachioed point yeah. guard. White boy can ball. And uh, Sports Calls Player of the Week is brought to you by our friend Eric McDade, State Farm. Yes. Love Eric. He's going to start joining our show frequently here in the studio, and that's going to be awesome. All right. So, uh, yeah, that's about going to wrap up the first hour of our program today. As you've been listening to Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, we've got the Sweet 16 of March Madness straight ahead starting on Thursday. Uh, Then we'll have Saturday Elite Eight games for the games that are played on Thursday. We'll have Friday Sweet 16 games, and those Elite Eight matchups will be taking place on Sunday. So still, really good basketball left to be played. We've got to crown our newest national champion. For sure. You know, it it sucks that Auburn's out of it, and that's really disappointing to me as an Auburn fan. But the good news is all the pressure is off. I don't have to stress about anything. I can just watch basketball, watch, you know, the greatest sporting event in the history of sporting events, and just enjoy the NCAA tournament. And I don't have to worry about my team winning or losing because they're already gone. Who would you like to see win the NCAA tournament? Oh, St. Peter's. In a perfect world, St. Peter's. But, uh, oh, I don't know. It's a, if you're Not Duke. If you're, if you're <laughs> genuinely rooting for St. Peter's, that's fine. I just want yeah, to hear Yeah, I'm that. genuinely rooting okay. for St. Peter's. Do Am I putting any money on it? Absolutely not, but... You never know. Loyola Chicago made it to the Final Four a couple years ago. You never know indeed. All right, first hour of our shows in the books. More Sports Club right after this. Alongside Brant Daughtry, I'm J.J. Jackson. We're rolling. One hour of our show is in the books. We've got more to come. Stay tuned for another hour of Sports Call right after the break. Since 1995, Alabama's sports talk leader, Tiger Communications, proudly presents Sports Call. It's time to join our Sports Call crew as they discuss the latest headlines and happenings around Auburn and the entire sports world. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. We're taking phone calls all show long and want to talk about whatever you've got on your mind. And now, coming to you live from the loveliest village on the plains, Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show, Sports Call. Second hour of Sports Call getting started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app, J.J. Jackson, hanging out with Javon Cutler and Brant Daughtry here on the program today. Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer going to hang out with us as well. Really excited to discuss everything going on in the wide world of sports with Ferg. So, uh, Javon, welcome. Glad to have you joining us on the show. And again, thanks for holding down the fort yesterday for us in uh, my absence as we've had some Borgard High School athletic events taking place as well that had Ryan and Brooks occupied and that sort of thing. In your words, what was kind of the vibe like on yesterday's program given that it was the first time we had a show following the end of the Auburn men's basketball season? 
I'd say it was a somewhat upbeat vibe. I mean, nobody was really depressed on the show. Um, we had a lot of depressing topics on the show, I would say, but we tried to be <laughs> as positive as possible because, yeah, we talked a lot about the Auburn uh, men's basketball loss to Miami in the round of 32, but at the end we touched on, of course, best and worst of the weekend like we do every single Monday, and that brought up some um, Atlanta Falcons memories of uh, Matt Ryan who got traded to the Indi- Indianapolis Colts yesterday. So we had a bit of a upbeat vibe i'd say but the topics weren't the best but hey we just kept on chugging kept on trucking as they say and we're able to get through the show how are you feeling matt ryan no longer (laughs) plays for the falcons how are you truly feeling it feels weird especially looking at uh social media today and seeing matt ryan flying up to indianapolis with his twin boys and uh, his wife and you see him holding up the blue number two jersey and meeting with uh, Frank Reich, their head coach. So it feels weird to see him in something other than red, black, and white. Um, but I really do appreciate everything that Matt Ryan did for the Falcons, especially after um, what he came into as far as the situation, the Michael Vick dogfighting scandal with Bob Petrino leaving. So he had to come in with a fresh new regime under Mike Smith. And like I've told everybody pretty much, feels weird because Matt Ryan's been the quarterback of the Falcons since I've been in fifth grade. So... Literally, I was in elementary school when he was the starting <laughs> quarterback crazy. for my team. So it's how many seasons was that? Fourteen, I believe. Oh my gosh! Yeah, fourteen seasons. Yep. So it feels weird. And how many different head coaches? Three, because he yeah. had Mike Smith, you had Dan Quinn, and that and Arthur Smith. Okay, so yeah, he's been around a, lo- a while, long man. time. Yeah, yeah, he was with the franchise for quite some time. Best player in franchise history. Yep. Yep. And he had another year left on his deal. I believe like a year or two left on his deal. Okay. Now, so yeah. And and that's you know I think that's all the football he has left in him. I mean he's an older guy, but I, I really hope he can win a Super Bowl in Indy. He deserves it, man. He deserves it. It's he was close before. Yeah, he's he's he should have a couple. He should have a couple, <laughs> but you know, stuff happens in the NFL. It's impossible to win in the NFL. It's really it's hard. Very very it's difficult. Really hard. It is difficult. You know because all these teams are like, oh, we'll be back. We'll be back. Yeah. That's why it's not a given that Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals oh, are no. going back yeah. anytime soon. They are at least improving their offense. 100%. Oh, yeah. One, things are getting better for Which a lot of these they, teams. they need to do. But Carolina felt really good about their young core, super good about the young core, uh, and then they never went back. Atlanta felt, felt pretty good the same time. about what they had in 2016. Yep. Oh, we'll go right – nope, didn't. Didn't go right back. You know, it's just wild to kind of see the trends, the ups and downs – uh, that come with being an NFL fan of your team. I mean, I was certainly convinced the Falcons were going to have a nice little window because when you think about that defense, while they weren't great, they caught fire at the end of the season, and a lot of those guys on the defensive side of the ball were rookies, second-year, third-year guys. So yeah. it's like, okay, let's see if we could keep that team together for the next four to five years, and I thought they'd make at least one more Super Bowl appearance. And yeah. I know the next year after they made the Super Bowl, they made it back to the playoffs to beat mm-hmm. the Rams. Then they lost to the Eagles because of um, some dumb playing calling, I would say, at the end. Yeah, that, that, that last drive against the Eagles was so weird. It was weird. rough. It was so weird. I forgot and about that game. It was it, in Philly, right? Yeah. Regardless, yeah. regardless. That was the very first year after the Super Bowl? Yeah. yeah. The Falcons would have scored year. a touchdown. They and I believe the that game. was the last time the Falcons made the playoffs. Yeah, it is. That, I forgot all that, about that game. Man, remember so remember when Vic Beasley set an NFL record and just yeah. decided, I'm never going to rush the passer again. <laughs> it was a fluky I'm, I'm season. I'm, done, fluky. Being produ- I'm yeah. done being productive. 
It was rough. It was rough. And I mean, now he's wearing a different color jersey. Yep. Is he is he still in the league? I don't even know where Vic Beasley is. I was now. talking about Matt Ryan there at that oh, point. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> Did Vic Beasley go to the Titans, maybe? I'm not think sure. So. Uh, let me, you think so, Jamal? I think so for like a season. We'd have, we'd have to ask Barry Blanchard about this, to be he's honest. He's currently a free agent. Free okay. agent, okay. Okay. But he was he was with the Raiders last year. He was with the Titans at the beginning of last year. Raiders at the end. Did you see Darius Leonard two years pitch ago. to uh, Julio Jones to come join the team? Did, did you not see actually. Did not. He reached Darius Leonard did this tweet and was like, "Yo, Julio, you and Matt Ryan had a dope connection in Atlanta. Come do that up in Indy." If Matt would that Ryan, hurt, would that if hurt Matt more? Ryan and Indy and, and Julio Jones win a Super Bowl in Indy, I'll be as happy as can be for yeah. him, but I'll also be pissed off. I think the uh, <laughs> I think the Braves broke the Atlanta sports curse. Atlanta United did it in 2018. Uh, well, technically, yeah. But if that happened, right? Could you imagine if Matt Ryan and Julio Jones won a Super Bowl? In the Indy? city of Atlanta would burn down <laughs> pretty much <laughs> again. Uh, our guy again. Justin Ferguson's here from the <laughs> Auburn Observer. Hi. Can what do you? What do you I think can't about? Hear me. Can you can't hear me? you. Yeah. Let's take care of uh, the volume there for you. What All do you right. think about that uh, hypothetical we're talking here with Atlanta sports? With with Julio Matt, and Matt Ryan yeah. possibly teaming up there. I do wonder how much Julio has left of being like a main like guy, right. you know, like being like you know game changing type of wide receiver. Um, obviously, injuries have, have have impacted him recently, but yeah, it's just that would be pretty crazy. I, I think the Falcons were in a tough spot with their cap situation and their whole, you know, what what Terry Fontenot. Uh, jumped into was really tough but then they've made a lot of like really weird or badly timed decisions on top of that like the whole the whole watson thing like you didn't get rid of matt ryan and then all you could get out of him at, yeah, at the at the end is a third round pick third like, round insane. third round just third, third round for the best crazy. player in right. franchises and like and like i know he's old but good lord like if you didn't want to pay the price that the browns did to get deshaun watson which makes a ton of sense especially with what's going on with watson that's one thing, but to publicly do it at that extent and then be like, mm, I bet the guy who we're trying to replace will be fine with. Like, it's a little different because it's like the Browns are in the same situation right now with Baker Mayfield, but like they got the guy, <laughs> and so the Falcons A didn't get the guy, and B ended up like with Mayfield. It's like they might not get anything out of him for it. They might just have to cut him and just say, well, there, there it right. goes. Um, but now the Falcons, like, all it took was a third rounder right. to get the best quarterback you've ever had and probably the best quarterback you will ever have if you're Atlanta. Um, when you talk about, like, the longevity that he had as as, as the number one guy in, in Atlanta, a, a, a franchise that, I mean, if you want to think of – Has struggled. Yeah, if you want to think of good Atlanta Falcons quarterbacks all time, there might be, like, two or three, right? You know? And, and, and so – there's not a, you know, you might not ever hit that spot again, and and that's and it's, it was so wild, and it, I don't know how much it could have been avoided. Like at some point they were going to have to, I think it was going to be over. You got to move on, yeah. Yeah, but with the dead cap in place, with who they were going after with Watson as well, like it would be different if they were like trying to make a move for like an Aaron Rodgers or or Russell Wilson who ended up who ended up changing teams. It's different. The fact that there's what's being attached right now to Deshaun Watson hanging over, and then you don't get him, yeah. and then you have to get rid of your franchise guy for nothing. It's like, oh, oh, great. You, I mean, you just completely screwed yourself. Marcus Mariota so season. Do you, do you still get confused by cap space things in the NFL? 
Uh, or do you have I a don't, good grasp of everything? Because I, 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 I can I can look at it for 45 minutes yeah. to an hour straight and still have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah. Because dead, dead cap, cap is what people that, love yeah. to talk about, and I'm just like, yep. Forty million dollars. <laughs> Forty million dollars are just you dead money. Yep, you just dead money. Up. Can't use it. Yeah. It's, Not even paying the guy. That's. I mean, what is the purpose of that? Why have that? To penalize you from doing this. Okay. And it's trying to keep you from doing. Like it, it penalizes you from signing a player to a crazy big contract and then saying, "Oh wait, no, actually, we, you know, one bad season. Oh, we don't I like see. him." Okay. And one's like, "Well, you have to, you have to pay the consequence. You can't just get off scot free. You can't right. just." dump them on somebody and say oh well there you go i mean that's that's like when you talk about like salary dumps this usually comes with right. you know other if, things so you have to take it on and in the nfl it's like you have to pay you have to pay for that as well because you have guaranteed money that you guaranteed him and if you get rid of him that money is still guaranteed if you could be a general manager in any sports league what league would you want that to be um i think in terms of managing everything in terms of managing everything, the NBA would be the easiest just because you have fewer players to deal with. Right. Um, but then also, like, baseball, it's, like, to the point where it's, like, well, there's no cap. Like, you can, like, literally, <laughs> like, it's just a, it's, it's whatever the, the, the team is willing to pay. And it's, I think the thing with Major League Baseball, too, is that it's not just the Major League team. You've got your farm system to deal yep, with as well. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, there's a lot of that that you have to deal with. I, I personally think it would be really cool – if all sports leagues in the United States didn't have a cap, I think it would be cool. I think I think if we did the baseball thing, because like baseball still has, a, I mean, we talk about like the cap and parity and all that, but it's like the NBA is the worst about parity, right? Yeah, and they have a cap. The the NFL is probably the more cyclical mm-hmm. of them all, but like baseball, I mean, we have seen small market teams and small and 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 low budget teams win the whole thing, and it's just. It's a lot cooler, kind of, to see. You know, it's not that. I also think it it helps with expectations too. Like, if I'm a if I'm a Kansas City Royals fan, and they did win a World Series, but if I'm if I'm a Kansas City Royals fan, I know we can't go head to head with the Yankees <laughs> or the Red Sox or the Dodgers or anybody like that in spending. So my expectations are going to be a lot more regular. It's going to be a lot more set. Whereas the salary cap tells you in the NFL and the NBA. Okay, we're all playing with even money here for the most part. Um, anybody can do it, and it's like, well, try telling that to the Kings, or try telling <laughs> that to the Detroit Lions. Like, oh yeah, it's it's possible for everybody can just jump up and do it. And it's like, it'd be a little different if like the Kings, say the Kings were uh, like, say the Sacramento Kings were like the Kansas City Royals, and they're like, well, we're we're going to be a selling team, or we're gonna we're gonna build our team around uh, the draft, and we're gonna build it around our, our prospects and. If it clicks and we are super good, great, awesome. We're gonna, it's you're gonna celebrate like crazy. But if we aren't the contenders, you at least have it's like, well, I mean, look, I mean, they, they pay, they're paying more for their outfield than we do for our whole team. Like you can, you can make right. those easy arguments, and and you know that's where that's where kind of the soccer comparison comes in. And I think it, I think it's a fairer way to, I think it's it's a way to make more people sane. Otherwise, you have teams like the Lions. Or the Kings or stuff like that, where you have these long-suffering fans, be like, "Why the heck can we not get this right?" And it's like, well, if 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 you weren't going after, if you weren't sitting here thinking it's like championship or bust, I think you'd feel a lot more different. And I feel like if if it was set up to be that way, and and let the other teams pay for what it for for what it is. Tuesday edition of Sports Call here, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observers hanging out with us in studio. Do you have any news to break for us today, Ferg? 
I don't break news. Okay. Why would I, why would uh, I break news? <laughs> well, we do. Let, let, let's break some news okay. here on the program. Do we, do we break news? We're going to. All right. Right here. We're going to break some news. Go for it. All right. And I'm going to set up Javon Cutler here to break some really exciting news. So let, let's make this thing happen. Without further ado... Break some news, Javon Cutler. Well, this is a huge, huge decision, and I want to thank everybody here at Tiger Communications, first and foremost, but starting April 4th, I will be taking my talents to Bristol, Connecticut, hey! and I will be a production assistant for ESPN Radio. How incredible is that? Javon Cutler. And I'm glad he's broke that news while I'm sitting in here. He's the only person in this building who who respects Javon to the the level of his talent. And he's been so overlooked and so underutilized at this company. And now he's going to the worldwide leader. Take that, JJ. Take that. Exactly. He's going to the mothership. Like, that is so cool. That's amazing. Super excited for Javon. So. This is his last week. He's going to be on the show all five days this week. Wow. Uh, and then, yeah, moving up to Connecticut, a boy from Atlanta who went to Auburn and has been living here ever since he graduated from college, going to be a production assistant up at ESPN Radio in Bristol. We're super proud of you, man. And uh, I've always loved the fun banter when Ferg comes into the studio. It's not banter. You des- it's 100% serious. <laughs> you deserve, <laughs> you deserve uh, what's coming your way and that sort of thing. So super, super excited for you, man. Yeah, I'm excited to um, join ESPN. It's definitely going to be bittersweet this whole week. I've joked with everybody, Friday's probably going to be really emotional for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely going to be an emotional day. But no, it's been great to be with everybody here. Um, like I said, JJ, you've given me an opportunity um, starting in 2019 when I was an intern here, and I even knew you longer than that when I was at Weagle. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to my opportunity up there with ESPN, but I'm definitely going to miss all of you guys here at Tiger Communications because it truly does feel like a family. Like It's honestly the Tiger Communications family. I could truly state that. That's right, and we're uh, we're excited for what's next for you, and uh, we know that you'll be tuned into the show from Absolutely. afar. Uh, and I'm sure Ferg's going to be asking about you every time he comes oh, yeah. in for a visit. So I might not ever come back. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to walk in and look for Javon. Like, that's how you, not on the couch anymore. He's going to look at the couch and like a single tear yeah. is yep. going to roll out. Y'all better put like a plaque above the couch or something. <laughs> <laughs> that retires jersey. 100%. Oh, that's awesome. Let's, uh, let's take our first commercial break of the hour. We'll talk more about Auburn Athletics and everything else going on in the world of sports right after this. Sports Call has been on the air since 1995. I'm Jeff Whitaker Jr., former Auburn Tigers defensive tackle and national champion, and you are listening to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Welcome back into the program, Auburn's first, Auburn's favorite. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Sports Call AU. JJ Brandt, Javon, Justin Ferguson from the Auburn Observer here on the show. I was going to talk sports, but, you know, we could talk about any and everything here on the show while Ferguson Frequently plays. do. So we always um, do. So. I mean, I, we're in the offseason now. We are so in the offseason. <laughs> so let, let's just, let's banter and have some fun. Um, yeah, I uh, I was at a concert last night. Okay. Um, Who was it? 
Did you guys discuss this at all on the show yesterday? No. No, we didn't. Oh, I, I missed honest, the show I for it. Wow. I did not know that you were at a concert. I thought you were, like, working somewhere. <laughs> I did say that I was going to this concert. It's never my mind, now? to be honest. I have no yeah. memory of you ever telling me you were going to this concert, because I would have made fun of you relentlessly. Oh, wow. <laughs> I don't know that I deserve that, though. I, you do. I mean, it was an icon. Let's let's break who it is. Okay. We'll, yeah, we'll let Ferg decide, because yeah. he's also... Okay. It was in the dark here. Uh, it was in Atlanta. Okay. At State Farm Arena. Wow. And uh, home of the Hawks. Home of the Hawks. So it was a big show. A it was huge an arena show. show. I saw Justin Bieber on the oh, Justice okay. Tour. Okay. Last night. Um. All right. Not my cup of tea, but um, <laughs> obviously one of the biggest artists in the world. So like, it can't right. be like, ha, ah, loser. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like. That's man, what, he's an man, icon. Yeah, the man's got more money than God. And it's just like, <laughs> all right. You know, um, yeah, I know I know a number of people, actually, that have been trying to get tickets to that tour. So, I have um, I have had tickets mm-hmm. for like 22 months. Wow. Like, I bought because them. Because it was pre-COVID? Was yeah, a oh, long, wow. long time ago. Very cool. And then he changed albums when I had the, t- you know, like because he, he's had two albums released. Full albums since he went on tour. I didn't know that, but okay. And uh, yeah, and I finally got to go. There you go. So so you play mostly his new stuff. Yeah, a lot. Mostly his new stuff. A couple of old stuff. Uh, Jaden Smith opened for him. Another guy named Eddie Benjamin, who's really cool, opened for him. Uh, nice. Quavo came out and sang a song with Bieber that they've got together. Uh, Quavo and Jaden Smith and Two Chains. We had floor seats. Great time. Oh wow! Great time. I bet. But those things weren't cheap. Not at all. Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. My favorite artist, like, I rolled out the red carpet for this there to be go. a thing. Yeah, man. And right to the side, I mean, after they came off the stage, there's Quavo, 2 Chains, and Jaden Smith just chopping it up and smoking a little Mary Jane in oh, State Farm right. Arena. Uh, a I don't know if we need to. Time. You just narked everybody out. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just did that. <laughs> That was my experience. Uh, no, no, like, that, that statute, statute of limitations is like 24 hours. So was, <laughs> yes, yeah. It's like it's not legal in Georgia. I know that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have no idea. I'm from I, there. I, I don't know what I the marijuana laws are. I, no, it's not. Yeah, it's I was not about legal? to say not. I was no. about to say it's, no. It's decriminalized, it's, isn't it? I think it, it is. That might be the yeah. yeah, yeah that might be. Yeah, might be. What does that mean? It means it's not a felony. We're not going to throw you in jail for it, but you might get fined. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. Okay. Like they're not going to like they, use they their still precious, have dispensaries precious and stuff yeah, like maybe. that. You can buy legal marijuana. Like sure. it, there, there are dispensaries for it. Sure, but yeah. I don't know if they're prescription only true. or whatever. That I know no, no, where yeah, they there are. are some in Georgia. Yeah, yeah, I do know. Well, how, why would you be? Why would you sell that if you can't smoke it? Sin here, I mean, no, a, a prescription only. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Gotcha. All those you had to see their doctor's notes and all that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, who's your doctor? Hey, man, sometimes I have trouble falling asleep. All right, yeah, cool. There you go. <laughs> I went to a concert, Ferg. Yeah, and Stayed you went to a big re- one. You went huge. to a big one, too. Yeah. Stayed out very late, passed my bedtime, enjoyed myself. The only the only time I've ever been to State Forum for a concert, when, that was when it was Phillips. Um, so only is also well, it's not the only rap concert I've ever been to, but I did go. I did go see Kanye there when it was uh, when he was doing uh, the tour for um, Life of Pablo. Mm-hmm. Didn't see that. I did see that one. That was a lot of fun. That was probably epic. Um, had the that was when he had the floating stage that that yeah. tour. Um, so yeah, it's a it's that's a really cool that's a really cool. Like, okay, it's a big difference. Like most of the concerts I go to. I'd say like 98, 99% of the concerts I've ever been to in my life are smaller venue, 
places. So right. I've only ever been to a few arena shows, and um, they're a completely different animal for sure. But uh, yeah, especially floor seats. Floor seats for a big arena show like that. That's, uh, that's probably pretty cool. I had a lot of fun. I'm not gonna hate. I'm not I had gonna a lot hate of fun. I was, again, like I'm not. A, I'm gonna hate, but like I'm not a Bieber fan. But like I like uh, you know. He's an icon. Sure. Yeah. I mean, he's huge. One of the most popular figures of the 21st century yeah. by far yeah i mean you know you it's like he's like one of the first he was like one of the first like major like internet like youtube era who like would stars. you put him on the same category of in terms of popularity yes uh he's like up there with like a drake yeah you yeah know? that's um, fair yeah. he is he this generation's michael jackson or Prince? Is he on that level? Because uh, I think in he terms is. of popularity, uh, I think he absolutely prob- is. Probably. I'm serious. He's not as popular as he used to be. No, I'll say that. No. The, the peak of his popularity, kind of earlier He's on. He's gonna come back. There were, there were. Oh, I'm sure. I'm so sure it was a crazy many, show. Yeah. I my thing too that I was just because again I'm not a concert guy, and right. when I tell you it's in State Farm, you're blown away because apparently like people enjoy going to concerts that are even smaller than that venue. Well, I'm right. not blown away. I but, just, I just, I just don't go to very many arena shows. But the so I go to arenas uh-huh. to watch basketball games. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden I'm walking in and I'm like, why are there this many people here? This is overwhelming. And then I was like, wait a minute, there's no floor. Like you're and on there's the floor. just like yeah. a ton of people that are covering up the floor, and it just changed my entire perspective of everything. Yeah. It was well, overwhelming. A lot different than standing in a pit and like a few hundred people. Yeah. Very different yeah. experience. That just sounds uncomfortable. Like a little pit just yeah. being close to everybody. Oh, like, yeah. I, uh, I have tickets to go see uh, the band Camino in Atlanta okay. in a next month. But the person who I was planning to go with canceled on me. So oh. I'm trying to figure out, like, do I still want to go to this by myself? Do I want to go? Going to concerts by yourself is fun. I do it. Yeah, do it's it just, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, it's still it's, I still got like a month to figure that out. I'm going. So. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to Atlanta on Friday. Yeah. JJ's on the phone, uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going to a concert in Atlanta on Friday. But it's not in State Farm. It's a. It'll be a completely different uh, type of setup, but very much a everyone right on top of each other kind of thing. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it. It's been you know I've, I've been to a few since we all like could start doing that again. Auburn basketball changed those plans for you then I would imagine. Yes. 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 This was a. This was a. Like, like when, if when, this happens, like this when, will happen. Like when these tickets got on, were on sale. It was. It was like if they didn't make. If they don't make it this far, I can do this. Right. Um. So you know, it was kind of a silver lining. I would. I would much rather be in Chicago, you know, covering the second weekend of the tournament, obviously. But um, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good consolation prize for sure. Let me get a caller in here three three four eight eight seven thirty four zero one or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger nine to be a part of the program as we go to our Auburn Bank phone line and joining us now Jeff from Columbus. Jeff has called into the show. Hi Jeff. Hey guys, how y'all doing? Very well. How are yeah, you, yeah. sir? Uh, all right, JJ. I don't think I've talked to you in a, a minute. I was thinking about that the I'm other day. Business a lot. <laughs> I yeah, know. Yeah. I'm busiest time of year for me. Hey. Um, you said you stayed up past your bedtime. Yeah. Surely that concert had to be over by 7 o'clock so that all the teenage kids <laughs> could get back home. No, you're and, right. You're and, right. Uh, I mean, yeah, you must have, uh, must have went to a Little Wayne concert after that or something. <laughs> I, I just, uh, man. Hey, I heard who's leaving? I, Javon. I heard somebody. Who? Javon Cutler. No way! Yes, oh, sir. Man. But going to going to ESPN though, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Heck 
Pierre, congratulations. Going to miss you. Thank like you. Like I say, I like I've been listening for a long time, but I go, hey, uh, well, that's real good. Shoot, um, where are you going to be at? What location? Is it in Atlanta or where is it? It's going to be uh, Bristol, Connecticut, so the original headquarters for ESPN. Ah, man, I tell you, I'd like to go up there and visit. I don't know if I want to go up there in the winter. But, right, uh, it's going to be rough in the winter for okay. sure, yeah. Look, Javon is yeah. the reason alone why we're a big-time operation over here, Jeff. I, mean, I guess so, no. So, I, I know well, better than that. you got a bunch of, a bunch of good guys. we well, got a great crew, hey, that's for uh, sure. Yes, sir. Hey, Brent, isn't he on there today? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, do you feel like you owe uh, Luke an apology for him saying that Michigan deserved to be in more so than Texas A&M? Absolutely not. My point My point on them deserving it still stands. Now, Michigan has surprised me, but I was more attacking Notre Dame than anything, even though they, even though they did make it to the round of 32 as well. But no, I, I still think Texas A&M deserved to be in. Man, I tell you what... It, it makes you wonder what Auburn has won by winning the SEC championship because apparently nobody can play basketball. I thought it was just Georgia that couldn't play basketball. <laughs> but it, it has but been it, a tough it, showing I mean, for the SEC, that is for sure. It, that is for sure. Has, who do they have in? Just now? Arkansas. Uh, still, uh, Arkansas, okay. All right. Well, then, uh, man, I hate to take up your time and stuff like that, but I did want to call in that. I bet you that was really an amazing show, though. I, I can't, I can't believe you even kept the ticket. I, I was assuming somebody may have gave it to you. No. But, hey, everybody's got their own. Everybody can pick their own. I, I could not tell you, hey, Justin Bieber. Yeah, I could. I have a 13-year-old daughter. Or <laughs> I, I probably could. So, but hey, uh, y'all, I appreciate it. Uh, Javon. Uh, when's your last day? It's going to be this Friday. Okay. Well, shoot. Uh, uh, well, you have a safe trip and a, a great time, and I uh, hope we can hear from you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Jeff. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Talk that's our buddy later. Jeff from Bye. Columbus joining us there on the Auburn Bank phone line, 334-887-3401, or toll free at one triple eight nine tiger 9 I knew jokes would come. I, I mean, yeah, that's what I, you sign up for. Listen, Ferg, Ferg's being a lot nicer about it than I am, but like, <laughs> my, my thing is <laughs> – Target audience, man. You're a 27 year old man. 26. 26 year 26. old man. Wow. Yeah. It's, well, I don't. But it's but we talk about the popularity. <laughs> yeah. And this this album guy. this album is just way different though than what he came up. You know what I'm saying? What time was the concert over? Uh, probably like 11. Oh wow. Oh okay. So you're way past your bedtime. Yeah. 10:30, 11. <laughs> so did you, did you drive back last night? Yeah. But wow. we were stuck in the parking lot for. Ever. Yeah. Like for yeah. ever. That'll happen. Yeah. That'll happen. So that was fun. We had a party in the parking lot after the fact. Turned up the speakers, played more JB, and started singing. Say, hey, yeah, heard enough it. of this tonight. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everybody did was you, loving it. Did you listen to songs that he performed at the concert, or did you listen to his other We songs? went way throwback. Ah, we okay. went way throwback. You were listening for to that. Baby. Yes, we were. Ah. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of those old songs. Yeah. I don't want to embarrass my. I mean, I was in middle school. It's already here. And, yeah, in that time. Yeah, as long as you love me, you know. And, and oh yeah, um, that that song Eenie was pretty good. with Sean Kingston. Oh yeah, yeah. that's oh, no, a good I song. That one, yeah. uh, Beauty and a Beat with Nicki Minaj. Yeah. I mean, I hated that song. <laughs> that, that was about the time I decided I was out on. Got to keep an eye out for Selena, man. When she rhymed and yeah, 
What is up with the show? I don't even know at this point. Let's talk basketball. Can we do that? Can we transition? Sure. Possibly. Sure, yeah. uh, you're hosting the show. Yeah, you're the host. Uh, the NCAA tournament was this past weekend. Ferg was in Greenville, America uh, for... <laughs> there's like there's like 30 Greenvilles in the right. United States. You were in the South Carolina version. I was there seven days prior mm-hmm. DJing a wedding, actually. Okay. Uh, so you might as well would have been there. Yeah. Right. Same and, experience. And uh, hour 15 away from Asheville. Um, did you so, play any Justin Bieber songs while you were DJing? Yeah, that's, that's a great, great question. question. I yeah. did, that is an amazing question. I did not, actually. Oh, look at you. Wow. Wow. Straight. One. wow. I, uh, I was warned not to, and so I followed the... Warned uh, not to. <laughs> <laughs> there was like specific <laughs> instructions. They it's know like, me well. freak's going to play Justin Bieber at this <laughs> wedding, and we got we to gotta we calm him down. Good, good for the happy couple. Exactly. They didn't have to... Uh, getting, getting, one getting, out, getting out in, one front of the, in front of the issue. Right. Bieber will be played at my wedding. I'm sure it will. Yeah. All of you guys are invited. I appreciate that. All right. so, I'm I feel like you're skipping not, a few steps. But <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was about to say, I'm currently not dating anybody. There you go. Um, but once we cross that bridge and then we get to that final stop. <laughs> Javon, are you going to make the drive down from Connecticut? <laughs> Why not? The flight down. JJ, you Why better, not? You better I mean, buy plane tickets for him to come to your, that's a, <laughs> to come to your Justin Bieber dream wedding. Yep. <laughs> Whatever this is. Oh my word. Eight eight seven thirty four zero one. Toll free one triple eight nine. Tag nine. So you were in Greenville. Yep. And outside of uh, my mother, who was at the games this weekend, and you know other Duke-related people, so to speak, mm. you were my favorite person in attendance. <laughs> At those games, Ferg, you and Andy. I'm just Burcham, behind all the Duke you, people. All the Duke. <laughs> great about that. You, you and Andy Burcham are right there, right? And it's like, all right, so here. Yeah, right, of so course, I was my, behind. My mom is there, so you know she's going to be up there. Um, true. Yeah, I see? love Grant. Yeah. 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 Did you catch Jim? I mean, you were there, so I, the answer is no. Mm. But when Nance signed off for the Duke, he's so good. I mean, just so good. This man said the music keeps playing for Coach K's last dance. To say, I mean that you know, oh my gosh, as a play-by-play announcer myself, for that to be your final line, like, man, he is standing up for that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome. Did you have fun? Yeah, no, it was it was a great trip. It was a great trip. I wish, uh, like I said, I wish it would have kept going just because this team was so much fun to cover. Um, this season was a whole lot of fun to right. to, to cover, and uh, yeah, I was looking forward to potentially going to going to Chicago, but. Like Miami was a whole lot better than Auburn, and we had said that about that Auburn team all year. Where it's like, you know, when you don't have as much experience as a lot of teams, you can be a lot more inconsistent. I think the highs are really high, and the and the lows are really low for this team, which is what you would expect with a brand new roster. And unfortunately, they just hit a low at the at the, their lowest low at the very end of the season. So it's tough, but um, no, it was a really fun trip. Um, let's see, I didn't get to cover the nineteen tournament due to. Uh, <laughs> my employer at the time um but i did cover the 18 tournament and uh yeah it was it was it was fun getting back to that um and and, and being in it's that my favorite thing to do in sports is just oh it's a lot of go fun. to the tournament watch the tournament every mm-hmm. fact you saw duke in person this year twice yeah twice tell me about it um if paulo bankero hits jumpers that's a team that team's very very hard to beat um if he's not they could run into like I, I'm still kind of iffy on their shooting, but uh, they're a lot As of fun. You should be. They're a lot of fun. Bankero looks like he's made out of concrete. Uh, <laughs> he's huge. Uh, Mark Williams is a whole lot of fun to watch. He's uh, massive too. Yeah. 
And they've got some dudes that are kind of stepping up here down the stretch. Keels uh, went a war. Like, those guys, they did. Roach they, had a huge Roach game Roach had a huge Sunday. game, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, if Bancaro's hitting shots, I mean, like, he's going to end up being the number three in this draft pretty solidly. I don't see him jumping either Jabari or Chet in this draft, but he's going to be a heck of a number three. And if he can just if he can just expand that shooting a little bit, because right now he does feel a lot I – mean, and he's better as a shooter than this guy. He does feel a lot Ben Simmons-y sure. at, at the beginning. Maybe not, you know. And he's going to have to tighten up with his defense. But, you know, I think he kind of coasts a little bit on that end of the floor. But offensively, he's a whole lot of fun. He's hard to stay in front of. And uh, when he when he steps back and hits shots, they're a lot of fun. When you talk about the uh, tournament people that are remaining, and Gonzaga, of course, being the number one overall seed, yeah. very good, very good basketball team. Duke does have the head-to-head win mm-hmm. over Gonzaga from earlier in the season in Las Vegas. That first half between those two teams back in November, and you can't put a whole lot of stock into things that happened forever ago, but Duke was at their best then. And, like, A.J. Griffin only played five or six minutes in that game. He was still coming back from an injury. But Paulo absolutely dominated that first half. And yeah. if it wasn't for cramping, like, Duke won by four. I'm curious what that Welcome final Welcome to Sports Call Duke. Yeah. Just talking about the NCAA tournament, you're we do ta- that from time to time. You've asked about seven questions about Duke. Yeah, about maybe, said, let's, maybe let's, Duke let's talk about let's talk yeah. about the NCAA maybe tournament anyway. Here's Duke. Maybe. Brian, who do you want to talk about besides Duke? I because I would love to talk about somebody else besides Any, Duke. anyone else. Okay, fine. Anyone else? How about let's talk about Saint Peter? Yeah, about Saint Peter. Let's talk about Saint Peter's underdog. Yeah. Uh, really, Doug inc- really <laughs> incredible uh, run for them. They are kind of the quintessential super underdog that just gets hot at the right time. If you go back and look. The amount of shots they had to hit to beat Kentucky, tough shots they had to hit to, to beat Kentucky. Like 99 times out of 100, Kentucky wins that game. You run those plays, shoot from the same spots on the floor, Kentucky usually cruises in that game. But St. Peter's got hot. Kentucky not at their best shooting the ball, which has kind of been their thing all year. And then they, they I think, led pretty much wire to wire against Murray, and that's an awesome Murray State team. Um, and, and, you know, Matt McMahon just got the job at LSU. Um, and, I mean, Awesome Murray State team, awesome awesome players on that team, um, but yeah, they're they're really fun and it's you know they might be the biggest underdog we've ever seen make it this far. I think people will point out like George Mason and and um, Florida Gulf Coast and some teams in the back, but like St. Peter's you know, after the Kentucky game, they were talking about like how small St. Peter's is. Their third assistant is in a salaried position. Um, Every one of Kentucky's assistants make more money than Shaheen Holloway does as the head coach at St. Peter's. Uh, there are more people who go to Hoover High School than go to St. Peter's University. Like it's it, their 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 gymnasium that they play in looks a lot like a high school gym. Like I would take Auburn High's gym and Opelika High's and all of them over St. Peter's uh, gym. So it's like it's incredible to see that team pull that off. Um, and Shane Holloway's, you know, definitely, he was an amazing player, uh, you know, in, in his early days. Uh, somebody pointed this out to me. He was in the McDonald's all American game the year in the East roster that year. And they ended up winning. He was the starting point guard on a team that had, uh, Kobe Bryant, Stephen Jackson, and Rip Hamilton were, wow, on, the, wow. were, wow. were on that team. All-American team. So um, he's uh, he's been in he's been in basketball for a while and has been uh, you know around a lot of good players and, and a lot of good coaches. And I hope he gets his opportunity. Seton Hall's open now, which is his alma mater. Uh, so whenever this rides yeah. over, I wonder if they're just going to pick him off since Kevin Willard happen. since Kevin Willard's now at uh, at Maryland. But uh, it's a whole lot of fun watching St. Peter's. They're they're one of those teams that. You know, if you just hit your shots and get hot at the right time, you can do it. I mean, Auburn did it to an extent in 19. Obviously, they, they started from a much better position. But, um, 
man, those those teams that have all the confidence in the world shooting the ball with their jump shots in March can can be terrifying. Um, and it doesn't matter doesn't matter what they did coming into the year. So a lot of, a lot of fun to watch St. Peter's, and I hope uh, you know I think the ride will probably end soon. But you know we would have we would have thought we would have thought they would have gotten smacked by, by Kentucky, and lo and behold, they're still in it. He played at uh, St. Patrick up in New Jersey, did Shaheen Holloway, which is where Kyrie Irving played, yeah. Michael Kidd Gilchrist, uh, several NBA. Yep. DeAndre Bembry went. I mean, there are a lot of like big. If you go to, if you're from New York and you play at some of those basketball schools, like oh yeah, people are gonna find you. Oh yeah, and uh, you're gonna be able to make some cool things yeah. happen. DeAndre yeah. Bembry, there's a name I haven't heard in a long That's time. It's been forever since I've heard that. Yeah, that's a hawk, he was, man. That's he was a, a former he's hawk. A hawk. Yeah, he that's was a, a hawk. phenomenal high school player. A phenomenal high school. Player. DeAndre Bembry. Mm-hmm. He went to Temple, right? Yep. Yeah. How about that? All right. We are talking about him. Is that better than Duke, Brent? Yes, I think so. The first player he mentioned was Kyrie Irving, a guy who barely played at Duke. Eh. Yeah. Calling him yeah. from Duke was also there, kind of a, there was uh, an a insult kid. to Duke. <laughs> there was a kid. Games. There was exactly. a kid. <laughs> May I? There was a kid. We were watching North Carolina's first round game. I can't remember who they were playing, but there was a kid who transferred to North Carolina from Duke, and every time that kid scored for North Carolina. JJ would say, "Good job, Duke." Of course, and, like clap his hands. Of course, he'd do that. It was not North Carolina. Hey, it was hey. Texas A&M. Henry Coleman. Every time he scored, was say, it wasn't Texas A&M because it was a tournament game. But nobody transferred from Duke to North Carolina. You don't do that. Yeah, I, that, I, would, well, be, that would be wild. I will say this: was it transferred from Auburn, Alabama, back and forth? I thought it was. A, I thought it was a team that someone here yeah, had Henry a Coleman vested interest. Started in. Duke. Uh, what you call it? Who's at Ole Miss? I'm trying to recall what you're talking about yeah. then. Jared it was Mark the it was the round of sixty four. It was like the first day we had our setup in the office. Right. Transfer. Alex O'Connell played for Creighton. That might be it. And they played in the NCAA tournament. Creighton. And yeah, I don't know that I I don't know why I would have been cheering for a North Carolina player because they played on Thursday. Hey, you want to talk about something Duke related? You want to talk about the funniest thing that's ever happened in the history of the universe? Is that Coach K lost his last game in Durham? In Durham. <laughs> to North Carolina. Hilarious that was. It's funny that they got the doors blown off of them in the second half. To a bad North to Carolina. A, to a North Carolina. Or a, t- a mediocre. Yeah, they, they by they their got, standards. Yeah, they got hot, but like that there were people who paid more money to go to that game than to go to the Super Bowl, and then mm-hmm. they had to go. Yep. get And then they had to go get uh, in front of every player that Coach K has ha- ever coached. Right. And then they and that they, was cool. And then they if very you didn't cool. think that was cool, you uh, you are. It, it, it was cool. It was very. Cool. My I'll favorite part that, of that. Yeah. My, favorite, lost. my favorite part of that was when the players in the stands were openly questioning what K was doing down the stretch <laughs> of that game. Um, and uh, then afterwards, they had to get. Uh, they had to get. Uh, you know, scorned. Like you know. Kind of get uh, uh, gone after by by Coach K. They had to, you know, he had to kind of complain to him for a while. That's funny. Like paying that much money to watch that happen, and yeah. then have to have this yeah. guy just be like, regardless quit, of your feelings on, quit Duke. clapping for me. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, you don't need it. You don't. That's hilarious. That is like one of the funniest things that's ever happened. And the only people on the planet who think otherwise are Duke fans. That's it. Yeah. Period. Sure. Everyone Fact. else thinks that is the funniest thing that's ever happened. I think it's. I knew that was going to happen though. You if knew you, they were going to get blown out by North Carolina? I didn't know that. Okay. I didn't he did know have a that. suspicion. He did say but that he had a suspicion. I was like, yeah. I don't feel good about Look, this and we've whatsoever. Seen, and we've seen it in the tournament. If Bad Duke teams have beat North Carolina. That just happens in that yeah. game. Well, and, and here's the other thing. We've seen it in the tournament so far. When Carolina's guards play well, they can beat any. Like, this is a team that Baycott's was... Baycott's amazing. They were so up and down in the regular season. But remember, they were, what, the two seed in the ACC tournament? Yeah. Like... Even though it was a down year for the ACC, they had some really good wins and some really good, uh, really good games. And like, yeah, I mean, 
if Caleb Love's playing well, they're going to be fine. Right. You know, and R.J. And, Davis had 30 the other day. Brady Manick. They had dudes I'd never even heard shooter. of scoring the other day. <laughs> for, for <laughs> yeah, Manick's playing well. I mean, Baycott's been amazing all season. So it's like, it's kind of like the thing with, um, you know, not not to the same degree, you know, with, with Miami, but very similar. And it's like, okay, these guys. I forgot he said, but he's told me before that when Auburn just wasn't great at basketball growing up, Ferg would be more partial to North Carolina. North Carolina. Than, my, fi- my family yeah. is, really? is, is yeah, more I North Carolina I forgot he's fans, told yeah. me that before. I, th- yeah, I like thought my, you said you were a Gonzaga tough. fan. I am. Okay. Um, oh. So not me personally. I am. I would lean more towards North Carolina than Duke because I have a brain. Mm. But also, <laughs> um, no, my dad and my brothers are all big Carolina okay. fans. Oh. But okay. like elite, if if Duke beats Texas there's only Tech. One, there's only one Duke player I've ever liked ever, period, at all, and that's Jabari Parker. I don't know why. I just really <laughs> like Jabari Parker. Um but now, it's, does I, he count? Yeah. Oh, yeah. For okay. sure. He played a whole season. <laughs> Kyrie, Kyrie, Kyrie went. Does to Does Sharif Cooper count for Auburn? Yeah, because there were pl- things that were kind of yes, like 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 Kyrie showed up and he obviously didn't go to class because because <laughs> of how he right. operates his life now. And like the man had an opportunity to go at least at least just hang out at Duke for a little while, and he's yet yeah, he's that mm, now. I it's the, the he he. No, let's talk. I want to. Ha- I want to hear you out. But yeah, no, I just I, Sharif Cooper. I think is a little different story because uh, Kyrie, Kyrie. It wasn't NCAA with Kyrie, right? It was an injury. Right? He got hurt. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it, they, they were a little bit out of this. They were control. seven and zero. Oh. They just yeah. beat in a top five matchup against Michigan State at home. Kyrie was outstanding. He comes back, helps them win the ACC tournament, and then yeah. went to the Sweet Sixteen with him that year. So in total, only eleven games. But he was there the entire yeah, year, to me, and it was he just an injury. To my, to to me, he's like, he's not quite, he's not quite Ennis Canner played at Kentucky level, but like kind of in that in that ballpark, <laughs> you know, where it's just like, oh yeah, I guess he went to Duke. How like, many how many games did Ben Simmons play at LSU? He played most of the year. Most year, I can yeah. remember as like because he was freshman of the year. Was to, yeah, I think so. Sharif was like seventeen or something. Yeah, like that, yes, right. Like yes. it really yeah. wasn't that big because of a the NCAA sucks. Yes, and then he got hurt. And then he got and hurt. And then he did get hurt. Right. But, but um, yeah, no, I, I, no, no respect for Duke. Okay, but this is what I was going to say. The only thing I'll say nice about Duke is that I wrote a story when I was interning at Sporting News at an oral history of the Duke-Butler National Championship game where Hayward misses it off the back of the rim at the end. Mm. Um, and I, I talked to a lot of Duke people. Can about, I read that somewhere? Probably, I don't know. If, I don't know if it's still up anywhere. Okay. You can look it up. Um uh, I talked to a good number of Duke people for that story, and they were pretty helpful. So I'll give them that. Thank you. Um, but the Butler people were more helpful. <laughs> that, doesn't sur- that doesn't surprise it's me. It's Duke, but. though. For, you know what I'm saying? I know, but like, yes. not everybody would. I like how it's. I like how it's so true that you say it about your own about the. Yeah. Team you no report. way. <laughs> you can find it. Yeah. Yeah. A- April fifth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, it's old. Oh wow. Yeah. That's Duke, I was in college. But yeah. and Duke I played in the national championship that day against Wisconsin. No, I was a junior. I would have been a junior yes. by then. Yes. That was then. Uh-huh. No, so yeah, I uh that'll be about it for Duke. <laughs> you I'll have quotes that. from Shire, Chris Collins, and Zubek. I mean, mm-hmm. look at you. Mm-hmm. There's some like there's some I don't know if I got him directly, but I got some like there's like Nolan Smith in there and Jim Nance. Nance was in there. Clark Kellogg. Kellogg. Sheesh. A lot Nolan, of You are the man. <laughs> Matt Brad Stevens, Howard. Brad People Stevens when he was when he was coaching Matt Howard, but I'm like do you still that get guy. Commissions when, do you still get commission when this article gets clicks? Heck no, <laughs> <laughs> I did not think so. 
I barely got paid for that. <laughs> <laughs> I was an intern. Um, That's so cool. I'm going to go back and read all of this. Yeah. Uh, I'll send you a critique. <laughs> a critique? Oh, great. Oh, wow. <laughs> because he's still the same level of writer yeah. he was yeah. in 2015. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. This is so cool. Yeah, wow. because what you were doing seven years ago was just flawless. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. um, Dude, again, so. I was a junior in high school. I don't want to think about what I was doing. Yeah, no, I... Um, that yeah, that'll be. So that's about on, the nicest on, thing I'll say about Duke on Saturday. Nolan Smith was cool. If, uh, if Duke beats Tech, that's going to be tough to beat Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Very good defensive team. Uh, Duke can score though. Mm-hmm. They really know how to score the basketball. Yeah. That was crazy. How many? How easy they were scoring at the rim against Michigan State. Didn't defend the three point line. No. Also, Duke wasn't shooting the three as no. much in that game. So that's, that's my thing with change. them is is that they don't shoot particularly. But if well. they play Gonzaga. In the Elite Eight, you're very much in the Gonzaga camp once again. Absolutely. Okay. I'm in the Gonzaga camp pretty much no matter who they play. If Mike Krzyzewski wins on Thursday, he has 100 NCAA tournament wins. Cool. (laughs) That's crazy. He's been coaching there for 9 million years. Like, when everybody celebrates it's like, oh, wow, he's won so many years. Yeah, he's been there forever. Like, (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. The dawn of man. <laughs> like and on the on, on the eighth my, day, my, God created Duke and put Mike Shashevsky at the helm. And my and my problem with my problem with uh, and like look, Kay's obviously you know going to go down as one of the best to ever do it. I don't think he is the best to ever do it because everyone talks about the overall wins. Like yeah, yeah, it's scary. So they, they're like, go back and look at what John Wooden did at UCLA. Like the man was just like, I will own the sport now. And like Duke, like Kay's one one big. He didn't win as a level of those guys did. You know, and so. It's it's a little different. It's a different day and age, obviously, but uh, yeah, I just I mean I say I say one more tidbit, but I'm gonna do another one. I saw Brian Ives uh, post this North Carolina guy that with 99 NCAA tournament wins, if a coach started today and won 16 straight national championships, assuming they did not play in the playing game, mm-hmm. they still would not have more NCAA tournament wins than Coach K. Have a whole lot more national championships though. Yep. Yes. That's a good point. <laughs> they would have 11 more. Correct. Yeah, he's been there forever. I mean, that's the thing is, yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, they got a really but good coach. And, and, and straight and, titles in a row. That's 16 years. That's a long time. Well, you yeah. only have to win but six also, games to win a national championship. Also, can we talk to Auburn folks for a moment? We, we, I'm you've been to, talking we, to them. Yeah. We, we talk to Auburn people every day. I mean, that's who's driving around their car listening to the show. Right. You know? Plus some Alabama people from some Georgia. I'm as confused as you are. I'm lost. Yeah, I don't know what. But like, it's just uh, for whatever reason, and I don't want to be that guy, but I'm going to be that guy. This year, on this show, and in years past on this show, when you're the number one basketball team in the country, it is just a foregone conclusion for a a number of people. On I'll put it on the internet, so to speak. Uh-huh. That just assumed a national championship was inevitable. Oh yeah, for a basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. team. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And that drove so me hard. up oh, yeah, a yeah, wall. Yeah. No, it's a, it is forty-two th- years out of school, and the greatest to do it in the modern era has five of them. It is impossible to do. It is yeah, very, it's, hard. It's, it is a crapshoot. There's a, a crap re- there's a reason. It's a bad, it's a bad way to determine a national champion. It's a bad way yeah. to determine a national yeah. champion. But you but know it's what? Fun. It's the greatest sporting event ever. It's Absolutely. the most entertaining. And I, d- way. I don't even love basketball. Like I'm I'm a basketball fan because Auburn's good at it now. But yeah. like, I'm I'm a football there's, guy. There's a lot of people who are listening. They're probably in the same camp. Yeah. And it's just yeah. It's 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 not a good way to do it. And it's so awesome. Like, right. Yeah. My my whole thing with it is that yeah. If you're 
you know, it's a bad way to determine a champion, but it's a, it's really, really fun. And so it's when, also a billion dollars in one month. Very true. That is true. When you listen to Bruce Pearl say stuff in the season, like how important it is to win the regular season title in the SEC and how much, you know, um, importance he places on it. There's a reason for that. You have to be at your best through 18 games. It is a grind. You just got to get hot in six to win it all. Now, usually to put yourself in the best position and to be in the best spot, it helps to be really good in the regular season as well. Obviously, we all see that. But no one is going to sit here and say St. Peter's had a better season of basketball than Kentucky. No one's going to sit here and say that Michigan had a better season of basketball than Tennessee did. No one's going to sit here and say that Miami had a better season than Auburn did. Now, if Miami goes and like goes to a Final Four, who knows? You know, keeps keeps going. Like, then you can start making yeah. a little bit of an argument. But they were better on that day. Auburn was better during the season. And yes, it sucks. And like, if you're a fan, you're going to be disappointed. And especially that last image of that team is going to be, wow, your two All Americans did not play well at all, and that was the reason why it was a big reason why you lost. That's all true. But that you know, they play thirty plus games in the regular season for a reason. And to win a national championship, all you do is win six, right? The, the SEC regular season is three times longer than the tournament is. So you got to give it like that kind of respect. What builds you as a program? What builds you as a consistent contending program in college? And, and JJ, you can speak to this as well. Like, look, Duke, was it? when was the last time Duke went to the Final Four? 15? Mm-hmm. Okay. No one's going to sit here and say Duke is not the, one of the biggest powerhouses in basketball. Because year after year in the ACC – one of the best conferences in college basketball, they win and they recruit at a really, really high level, right? Kansas, same way. When was the last time Kentucky won a national championship? No one's going to sit here and say Kentucky's not a powerhouse, right? So when you're looking at what Auburn did, what they did this year means more to their longevity as a consistent powerhouse in college basketball than what they did when they made it to the Final Four. As exciting as the Final Four run was, as cool as it was, that's awesome, and you're going to remember that team forever. But you better remember this one, this team as well, because these things don't come around very often. And it's also what establishes you as a place where people want to come more regularly. So when you get you into the tournament, frequently. when you get into this crapshoot, this one-off thing where you win or go home, you're in the best position. But there's always going to be Miami's lurking. There's always going to be North Carolina's, Michigan's, even St. Peter's. There's always going to be teams like that in the tournament, and like. Tennessee was a better basketball team than Auburn was for most of this for the most of the season, right? And heading into and won the SEC tournament title. A lot of people have thought Tennessee was in a better spot than Auburn was, and yet they both went out in the exact same spot to very similar teams. Cherish and celebrate what this team was able to do this year, because that's like that's going to be the that's what's going to make them a program. That's what's going to keep them ticking long term, um, and it's not going to be. Did they get hot and go to the Final Four? Look, Auburn basketball could be one of the top ten best programs in the country from now until Bruce Pearl retires. Be you know, be at that level consistently and may never go to another Final Four again because it's hard to get to the Final so Four. So hard. It's it's hard to get to the Final Four. Great teams screw up all the time. Virginia built a monster in that 2018 season, an absolute monster on the defensive end, and then one night UMBC shot the lights out and they were done. And no one and everybody wanted to make fun of them because yes, they were the first one seed to lose to a sixteen. But like that year, Virginia was unreal good, and that next year they were ready to win a national title off of it. So don't put too much stock into this. It is the biggest platform, and for people who aren't diehard college basketball fans, this is the only time you really pay attention. 
I get that. But, like, they're hanging a banner for this Auburn basketball team this year, and there's not very many of those up there for the men's basketball team at Auburn. So (laughs) that's what's going to be consistent. You know why Auburn is in a position to get a guy like Johan Traore or Julian Phillips or be one of the top names in the transfer portal, be in the mix? It's not because they went to the Final Four a few years ago. It's because in the last five years, no one has been better in the SEC than Auburn. And Auburn has has won two SEC regular season titles. Like, they have the best record. That is why they're in that spot. You know, as cool as St. Peter's is, or as cool (laughs) as Miami is right now, or, uh, or, you know, Carolina's a little different, but let's say Miami or – who else is in the Sweet 16 that shouldn't have been there? Uh, Iowa State. Iowa State's a really good example of that as well. They were 2-22 and 22 last year. And, in the and, they didn't, and they had a losing record in the Big 12, I think. That's unbelievable. Um, College basketball is the greatest. Oh, oh, I love it. Miami and Iowa State aren't going to just start picking off a ton of five-stars now because they got hot over a couple weekends. Right. The teams like the Auburns and the Kentuckys and the Dukes and the Kansases and the Gonzagas of the world are going to be there because – what they do right now so don't don't put way too much emphasis on 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 the postseason even though it's a lot of fun and it's the most entertaining time of the year it's what you build up to it's just what makes this sport so weird and so different do you get to hang out with us a little longer uh what time is it yeah i can do a little longer. okay all right a little longer and uh cut some of your phone calls for sure 334-887-3401 justin ferguson from the auburn observers hanging out with us here we've got to take a break we've reached the end of the hour Sports Call continues after this. We're rolling. Two hours of Sports Call are finished. Don't touch that radio dial. We've got one more hour to go. Whether you're leaving work, cruising around town, or listening on demand, we've still got some fun left for you. To be part of the show, give us a call at 334-887-3401 locally or toll-free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show has been on the air since 1995 and is ready for 60 more minutes of fun. Now, let's get this hour of Sports Call started. Third and final hour of Sports Call gets started right now on Tiger 95.9 FM and on the Tiger Communications app. J.J. Jackson inside the studio with Brant Daughtry and Javon Cutler as uh, we're taking your phone calls, 334-887-3401 or toll-free at one 9 tiger 9 to be a part of the program. We go to the phone lines to open up the third hour of Sports Call here today. And joining us on the show is Keith from Auburn. Keith has called into the show. Hi, Keith. Hey, guys. How we doing? Very well. How are you today, sir? Doing well. Listen, guys, I got a lot to cover in a short time, so you guys buckle your helmets. Okay? All right, you go right ahead. Let's get to it. First of all, it sounds like you're in a tunnel, JJ. Is that better now? I see that, what my mistake was. My apologies okay. there. Uh, hey, that's not a problem. Uh, first things first, uh, Javon, congratulations on uh, 
uh, you, your new endeavor, and I know you'll do an outstanding job there. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of sat back and, and, and thought about that, and I see where you're coming from. I think you got wind that uh, you was going to replace uh, J.J. as the pitcher on the softball team. <laughs> <laughs> you decided you better get the heck out of town. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I don't want any beef with J.J. whatsoever. Hey, uh, seriously, congratulations on that. That's, that's a great opportunity for you, and I know you'll do an outstanding job. Well, let, let's follow up there, Keith, because we are so thrilled. We are so thrilled for Javon and his next step. But I must remind you that of our entire crew, uh, Keith and all the listeners out there, Javon did not play for the Thunder Chickens. He was the one fella on our program had an that did not play. You did have an at-bat at the Struck end. Out, but but yeah. we went into the season with Javon Cutler as our head coach. Like, before it ever even started, Javon instantly uh, instantly told us that, uh, look, I'm just going to be the coach of the Thunder Chickens. And we're making the news public today, but Javon told us a few weeks ago about this being a possibility. And I must admit to the public that one of my very first thoughts was, who's going to be the head coach of the Thunder Chickens, Keith? We now yeah, need to find you, a new coach. <laughs> there you go. You, you're going to have to work hard uh, yeah. <laughs> for, for somebody. Uh, who was the head coach of the Bad News Bears? That might be somebody. Yeah, we'll we'll give him a call. <laughs> you know. But anyway, guys, uh, I've got a couple of questions. Why I'm asking these questions? Can somebody look up and tell me who is in the NIT quarterfinals? Because I cannot pull a bracket up anywhere, and uh, what teams are in it and who they play. Now, um, I wanted to move on to uh, the Sweet 16 real quick. Okay. And uh, uh, I've, I've I've got my four teams for the Final Four. Okay, go. Indiana, Kentucky. Alabama, and Baylor. All right, explain that Final Four to me, Keith. Well, I think that's a good Final Four. (laughs) (laughs) For four teams that are not in the tournament anymore. Are you kidding me? Yeah. (laughs) Hey, I'm really disappointed in the SEC all the way around. Right. But that's a whole – that's that's another story for another another day there. Um, But, uh, you you know – it, it's one of those things, and and, and, and I don't know. I, I looked at my, I finally looked at my uh, bracket uh, on Sports Call or whatever that deal is, and I'm I'm not negative something. We haven't updated head. that in a while in terms of letting the public know what the standings are. We'll do that after this phone call, Keith. Yeah, I'm negative in that, and I can't figure that out. Uh, that must mean if I'm in the red, I'm winning. Yeah, <laughs> it's golf. You know, we like to play <laughs> golf with you, Keith. Yeah, that is Low true. score wins. Absolutely. But anyway, guys, you know, um, you know, r- really being serious, uh, I do like uh, Kansas to get to, to the Final Four. And, and really right now I like Gonzaga to get there. Um, and maybe UCLA un- unless they play either Kansas or Gonzaga to get there. Uh, just for the fact that they've been there before, and, and you know the rest is a toss-up. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's like I'm starting to fun. laugh into the microphone. Let me just break this to the public here. Keith from Auburn is with us on the phone lines of 28 entries into our sports call bracket. Keith, you are currently tied for 25th. 
Well, by God, I'd like to meet those three. <laughs> I will say, I will say, in dead last uh, is is our our friend Tilly, who is a uh, co-host or a co-worker here. She is one of our DJs in the afternoon. She's dead last because she missed the deadline to turn a bracket in, and so her bracket is non-existent. So at there least you you're ahead oh. of that, Keith. <laughs> Well, I got something to hang my hat on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I had like two picks make it to the Sweet 16 out of the other 14 or something like that. So, uh, hey, what's new? Your only you know? Final Four remaining team is Texas Tech. So if Duke knocks yeah. them out on on a Thursday, you're done. Yeah, I will have to say this about Duke. I watched the, the last probably six or seven minutes of Duke and Michigan State. And, J.J., as much as I don't like Coach K., I found myself pulling for Duke. Thank you. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I guess I feel I feel sorry for him. You know, he he, he hopped. They show him and his wife coming into the arena somewhere over there, and he was hobbling around. It looked like he needed a cane. And then, uh, you know, he just. Uh, but you know, his, it may be a Cinderella story where those kids just are determined they're not going to lose. Yeah, they're very talented. Very, very, very talented basketball so they, team. You know. They get to the, the top of the mountain there. But just don't break but my heart, and I know that any any result not winning the national championship would be heartbreak for me, so we shall see. All right, here's the quarterfinals, Keith, and then we got to okay. get to some other callers here. So right. NIT quarterfinals. Later tonight, we've got St. Bonaventure and Virginia, and then Vanderbilt plays Xavier, and then tomorrow, Wake Forest, Texas A&M, and Washington State, BYU. Okay, so we got two SEC teams in the quarterfinals, so that that's good. I mean, hopefully, Vandy and A uh, and M will, will pull some magic out and, and move on to the the final four of the NIT. And I got one last thing, and 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 uh, I just wanted to share this news since Javon uh, reported all this great news for him. Uh, I got a phone call today from Coach Arthur. Y'all know who Coach Arthur is, right? Uh huh. Yeah, he, he's the Falcons coach. Oh, Coach Arthur Smith. Okay, oh, okay. gotcha. Yeah, Arthur. Coach Arthur. He told Arthur, me, of course. Yeah, what did he tell you? He told me that since they uh, signed uh, Mariota, NASCAR, Mariota, NASCAR, uh, they still needed a, a pocket passer. And so I'm in the running for that. Okay. It's, it's me and Baker Mayfield. <laughs> All right. Oh, I, think I've, I think I've got I got the edge on that one because uh, I think so too. Uh, you know. Baker's uh, struggling a little bit, and, and I'm fresh. Keith, okay. you know I love you, but as a Panthers fan, I hope you get the job, okay? <laughs> Playing play them twice a year. I hope you get the job. Y'all have a great day. See you, buddy. Taking my phone call. All right. That's Keith from Auburn joining us on the Auburn Bank phone line. Could you imagine? Oh, the Panthers would have a field day if my buddy Keith was uh, was under center. 887-3401, toll-free, 1-888-9-TIGER-9 to be on the show. Matt from Tallahassee. Matt has called in. Hey, buddy, how you doing? JJ, you're fine. You owe me twenty dollars. I owe you twenty now. Okay. Well, uh, I hope that one day you'll rehire me, buddy. Oh, uh, you, you you rehire me. You still owe me twenty dollars. Like you weren't there on Monday. Okay. Yeah. No. I uh, I I was I was out at a concert. Hey, I'm going to a concert uh, Thursday night. You went on Thursday. I said I'm going this Thursday. What concert are you going to? I'm going to go to Elvira. All Elvira. right. The Oakland Boys. All right. That's going to be exciting, man. You looking forward to it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. What's on your mind? Uh, hi, Javon. Hey, Matt. How are you doing today? 
fine. Hi, Tom. Tom's not here today, buddy. Who, who is it? It's Brant. Hi, Brant. Hey, Matt. What's up, man? Not so much. Hey, what do you guys think about uh, we're going to get a uh, LSU player come to Auburn for basketball? What do you guys think about that? Yeah, as a five-star center, is like the number eight player in the country. He's decommitted from LSU. He's still a senior in high school, but he is uh, was committed to LSU. Now with the Will Wade stuff and all that's going on, he's decommitted from LSU, and Auburn is a heavy favorite to land him. And I think that'll be great. I, I mean, a, you know, say what you want about rotations and stuff like that. You can never have enough great players. So uh, I'm what, very excited. I, I do expect Auburn to get him. What do you think about the uh, higher – and Missouri got some Dakota from Far State. For what sport, buddy? Basketball. Uh, I uh, I think that they're going to be set up well. I think that we saw all the SEC schools get some mid-major coaches and see if they could transform their basketball program. So we'll see exactly if that works. Hey, uh, so what do you guys know about um, the quarterback that discommitted from Texas A&M? Is he going to come to Auburn? Do you know? I don't know. I'll have to try and uh, read some reports and, and let you know what we're hearing about that. But, JJ, do you think any of the quarterbacks are transfer at their spring? Uh, it's definitely a possibility. There are five quarterbacks that are in the mix, and so uh, they've got a lot of questions to be answered. So we'll just have to wait and see, okay? Do you think, you think Stanley will transfer and Davis will stay? I, I think it depends on how spring practice depends. goes. Yeah. Just depends. So, okay. Last question, and then we're going to do the cheer. Okay, JJ, for my final four, I got Duke and Kansas for the for the championship game. Okay, and who do you want to win? Um, I really don't care. I guess I have to go Duke. I like but Duke. I like that. Hey, but Michigan got cheated against us. Miami, you're saying? Miami, yeah. Miami yeah. got. They cheated. They played. Yeah. They they played like Bama. We should have won, but um, I'm hoping. Well, I will do the chair. But last question for you guys. Um, you guys can give me different answers. If Smith was going to come back and play basketball, do you guys think Grishberg will let him come back? Uh, if Jabari I, I, Smith comes back to play basketball, or Bruce Pearl let him come back very quickly, Brant? If Jabari Smith decided he was even thinking about coming back, I think Bruce Pearl would encourage him to go, but obviously you can't force him to make that decision. All right, here we go. Let's do the cheer. Matt from Tallahassee with us on the show. Five, four, three, three two, two, one. one. Whoa. Eagle. Eagle. Hey. hey. Beat Bama. Bama. 48, 45, 63. Booyah! Bama, we're coming to your football field this year. We're going to knock you out of SEC. We're not going to get campus. It's our turn. All right. See you, buddy. Have a good night. Uh, I'll call you guys Monday. All right. Matt from Tallahassee. War Eagle, indeed, joining us there on the program. Commercial break. When we come back, Justin Ferguson is back with us with the Auburn Observer next on Sports Call. May we have your attention, please? Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? We're Auburn's first and Auburn's favorite sports talk show. Hi, my name is... What? My name is... What? My name is... 
Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Let's get back to Sports Call on Tiger 95.9. Feel free to give us a call at 334-887-3401 or toll free at 1-888-9-TIGER-9. Welcome back into the program. This is uh, the Abbey Award-winning sports call, Tiger 95.9 FM, and on the Tiger Communications app. Uh, Abbey Awards set for this weekend again. So hopefully we will receive some good news. See if we can defend a title out there. Now that, now that I can't beat you anymore. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why we couldn't win. We, we really, You helped out the show, Ferg. We won once. And we're grateful for that. <laughs> we have so, also won once. Yeah, exactly. So, uh... Yeah, we'll see. It's a dynasty. Here we we go. We're trying to. We're trying to build it up. Uh, Wednesdays get wacky, and we're going to have another wacky Wednesday next week on the show. Today's Tuesday, but yeah. I know. know. But but you're here on a Tuesday with us. Fun with Ferg. And we talked about the animal kingdom a lot over the past couple of weeks. We sure did. Yep. Like just the general concept of animals. I How explained we, to like him everything not I, plants. Or? I explained to him what a platypus was, and it lo- he lost his mind. <laughs> we had like a he whole doesn't trivia. know. He, wait, hold on, hold on. You don't know what a platypus is. You didn't know. Like I did. Like the you. <laughs> he knew. You, he knew what. An, he knew there was an animal called a platypus. But he didn't know what it looked like. Okay. Yeah. Uh, All right. The specifics of a platypus, right? Okay. Yeah. Mixed between like, a duck and a beaver. Basically, I feel like I would get the platypus <laughs> in walrus community, maybe because they both end in us. You know. Right. Yeah, like I would, sure. I would. Octopus, all the same. Combine them. Same animals. Right. And so this, you he, you do a mailbag every Friday, yeah. and you have off the wall questions right. asked. Right. And if I ever pose this question to be answered in the Auburn Observer mailbag, please do. One, I it would not be answered. That's not the platform. But this is a sports talk show that just goes off the walls and that sort of thing. So, how did we get here? Were we just talking about bee stings? I don't freaking remember, We were talking about bee stings. We were talking about, like, animals you've been stung by. That was where it started, yes. Oh, yeah. And then you moved into, are they insects? What are the different types of animals? And then Tom read off animals, and you had to name the kingdom that they were from. Correct. Oh, God. Yeah, like if they were mammals or birds or insects or whatever. Or what what was that one word that I loved? Dugong. No, I did love that word. Um, What is a kangaroo? Oh. Oh, Marsupial. uh, Marsupial, Marsupials. I was like, those things are dope. Mm-hmm. The, what kangaroos, are they to this possums. day? Kangaroos, koalas, yeah, yeah, possums. Um, so have you been stung by a bee before? Oh, like when I was little, yeah, yeah. I try to stay away from them as much as possible. Traumatic experience yeah, man, for you? <laughs> uh, when it was when I was little, probably, yeah, yeah. I, I probably was pretty upset by it. Right. Um, it's not fun. No. Uh, the worst is getting stung by a jellyfish. That's the worst. When right. you're at the beach Ooh. and you get one of those jokers wrapped up on you. Oh, yikes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let me it's, just, it's bad news. Let me set you up for where we're going here, okay? Okay. So, on Wacky Wednesday last week, it was two weeks ago, actually, for the <laughs> first time in the history of this program, oh, no. the word penis was said. <laughs> On the air by a caller. So now, oh, okay. Okay, and so... No, don't throw this uh, off uh, on the uh, caller. Uh, uh, they, they said the word first. They said, no. Yes. No. Yes. Yes. No. Calling in and giving us that information, I'm, absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. Brent, absolutely, I will play this game. <laughs> I, I don't. We could go back and play it on the podcast, probably, and then I said... Probably could have used I, a better word there. Penis, penis, penis. Stop. Like, it's there. <laughs> it's I there. will walk out. <laughs> that's what, this is what I was afraid would happen. 
So are we just going to shut down the operation here or no? We'll proceed. Wait, wait, so it started Why because did you think when, this was a good way bees, to open a segment. When bees sting you, when bees sting you, they die. They die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because their their stinger is attached to the rest of their internal internal organs, and yes. their stinger gets let mm. gets just left basically in rips you. everything. Yeah, out. it yeah. rips out half of their organs, including right. their penis. No, that is not uh, where that came in. Okay, there was a honeybee. I can I can when honeybee when honeybees mate, they explode. the penis falls off. That a caller called in to give us the science that, that <laughs> they also have very visibly they also have very like small lifespans. Yeah, that so is like also comparing true. that to like a human is very different, <laughs> right? So it's then, like those flies that have the lifespans are like seconds. Like yeah, all the right, right. like there, there's no like, was it was it when they have sex the penis falls off? Yeah, that's what yeah. It was. when they mate. Yes, when they mate. Yes. Please, that's please. what it was. Okay, get to the point. Get to the point. Not like this is the point. This is the point. This is where this is where he wanted to get. point. <laughs> so, you've got the penis mating. Stop! <laughs> I'm never coming back on the show again. Got, I, I might. I might not either. The bee. The bee is mating. So what? And what so are you? Penis falls off. Get to the point of whatever so we're talking we've about. Heard, started talking heard, about. This was the goal. The goal is to get here and watch what you did. Oh, okay. So then we started talking about a spider. And y'all are trying plan. to win an award this yes. weekend? Yes. Yes. Not, yes. not using these clips. So <laughs> They obviously don't listen to all so, of it. No, no, no. Oh, no. A spider right. mates, right? A and black, then a black, a black widow Weirdos, man. eats the male. Yeah, that's where the concept comes. Yeah, and sure. So, they call black widows, yes. And so a question was posed by yours truly when I learned of these facts. (laughs) Would you rather be a male black widow? Is it a honeybee? It's a bee. Or a male bee where when you mate, the penis falls off and you're dead or (laughs) you're a widow and you mate and then you're eaten. You're you're satisfied. You're dead. You're reaching satisfaction. Stop! (laughs) Stop! Stop! This is against so many. Like this is this is like FCC. No, we're fine. We're fine here. Like I I don't know what the rules are, but you we're fine. You say you do. Sometimes I tow the. I mean, we're you're straddling the line right here. We're pushing the envelope. Not not for the FCC. Maybe for I mean parental advisory. Yes. Yes. That means it's against the rules of the FCC. Yeah, yeah, there are people probably driving around (laughs) listening to this, like with their children in the car. And we apologize if that's you didn't give them any freaking warning. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) You just launched right into this. We got here on a uh, on a show about sports. What is going on? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! (laughs) All right. What were the other? See, I, mean, I don't remember. We, we, it was we, a week we, ago. I don't remember shoot. what I had for breakfast but this we, morning. We debated. I mean, we debated. We we had a good get, conversation. A lot of people. Well, the, thing about, the thing about that question is both of those both of those dying processes are very painful. Right? Very painful. Long right? process. It's not like you're for, just a for big, human. I assume well, so. For like a bee. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if bees or spiders feel pain. Uh, well, I hope I'm, they do because I hate sure them they, and I want them sure to die. Yeah, suffering. Sure they do. I would say probably. I would think the bee way to go out would probably be quicker. You just like get your insides ripped out and you're dead. Eat it like eating. You gotta think about that process. Like that <laughs> isn't isn't the male like, alive really super if you're tiny, get, though. If you're like killed then eaten, like I don't know how that all that mm. works. You know, it's so, like yeah, satisfaction. Because like if I'm dead, do whatever you want after the after the yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. Right, it's like right. I'm not gonna feel that. It's not gonna. I mean, true. I'm not around. Like you know, but true. 
Oh my god. I never picked a side. I never picked a side, I don't think. I I also will not pick a side. Yeah. No. I, wild. Wild. Javon. <laughs> I mean I remember we had this conversation, yeah. And we legit had people and, calling yeah. in to join the conversation. Yeah, we did. It got we off sure the rails. Did. This is big. <laughs> this is big. And this third hour too is exactly <laughs> yeah. the third hour. Pretty much the whole Wacky third hour Wednesday. was. I've got some Animal great Kingdom topics type for stuff. tomorrow. We've got. 30. Oh no! I have great oh, no. Wacky Wednesday topics oh, boy. for tomorrow. Oh boy! Just be thirty prepared. minutes left in the show. <laughs> All right. So, what other I'm, Animal Kingdom fun facts was I amazed? By? I don't know. Like you uh, like the word dugong. dugong. That was so fun. That. What is that again? <laughs> it's like a manatee. Okay, and that's like a walrus. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. You, you didn't know the difference between, like, an amphibian and, like, a regular a re- reptile? Why am I here? Yeah. Yeah. say, at this point, Ferg, I wouldn't blame <laughs> no. me if you left. See, Ferg, what, I can see why you're leaving, like, <laughs> yeah. the state. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, get you're as far away yeah, from you're going to the other side of the country. Yep. Uh, <laughs> off oh the air, gosh. we're going to continue this conversation. Are we? Oh. I, I'm, I mean, I want to... That's almost as offensive as doing it on the air. <laughs> 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 Did oh I learn God. any? Like there was something else that blew my mind when someone told me it. I There's remember. a lot of stuff that blows your mind, brother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like, oh, platypuses oh. sweat milk. I learned that. Oh, when they're when they're yeah, this might be the give, last segment I'm in for. When they give, <laughs> when they give birth to well, so they reproduce sexually, but they also lay eggs. Yes. Um, and then which you're not supposed to be able to do that, but yeah, they do they're the that. only mammal that does that. Uh-huh. And then when they're young hatched, they're like their milk pools in their belly and they sweat it out. Because I asked if you would like to be hatched, but then remember, and then you no, guys I were like, you "Yes, I said, I said, would oh, yeah, you guys I do, it, like you're to like, be what hatched?" If we were eggs, and I was like, "JJ, at one point, all of us were eggs." But no, uh, no, we of, went yeah. to we went to that microscopic biology level. A little, a little different, but yeah. no, different, I said, but I said, "What if we were live hatched?" Whatever. That's a lot of work. That's you know, a lot of work on your end. And, and but then you, you said, ever watch a chicken come out of an egg? It takes no, like two hours. You were you yeah. were Tom one. And it's all effort made the point mm-hmm. that it was like, well, you don't remember being born. That is also so true. you wouldn't really remember probably hatching out of hatching an out of yeah. an egg. Sure. Yeah. And I said, dang, you caught me. But I feel like that'd be dope. My mom's gonna listen to this show. <laughs> I hope not. Should we talk about that? Being no. born? Let's not. No. Yeah, let's not. No. 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 I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. 887-3401, toll-free, Now that Javon's leaving, I have no reason to come in here anymore. Yeah. I think this segment has is, just sealed is it. It, it just sealed the deal. Yeah. So do yeah. I try to extend it as I long as like possible? I feel like you say that every or? time you come in here. This is, but this is a different level. Like, we have now hit, <laughs> we have now hit a point where I'm like... I'm now worried if this is going to be like a bad reflection on me. <laughs> like if I'm going to lose business because of this, like just just tell people to ignore it. Just give them the lunch break and the, the remember this. Podcast. Remember this. Show, remember this show people canceled. Uh, we never did this. Um, we did talk about. We didn't promote your your appearance on the show today. That that's a. That's oh, did a, you not? No, you tweeted I, about it. Did we? I Somebody mean, did. That, you, we, tweeted, we tweet, you made it in the show. We tweet. tweeted in the show details, but not like, "Hey, he's here." We didn't put your picture out there for Does the world. Does that work? Yeah. Okay. I just, I don't know. I was just saying, like, that you're coming. Sure. I, I mean, mean, I mean, sh- if you tag, if you tag, I mean, y'all tweet a lot. We tweet so, a lot. Yeah, we yeah. do. Yeah. We do. Yeah. yeah. Very much volume shooters on. on, on <laughs> and, uh, Amen. Amen. Yeah. That's my job. Who's more? Yeah. Are you? <laughs> hey. Shoot everybody, can, everybody can sit. In, yeah. You I mean, shoot more than we do. Yeah, but he's funny. <laughs> <laughs> he does shoot more than you, we you do. Make y'all, me y'all, y'all repeat things. tweets a lot. 
right? Yes. Which makes sense yes. because yes. you're a show oh, yeah. and you're, yes. try, you're trying to... Yeah, yeah. We very much so do repeat tweets. Yes. You don't repeat tweets. No. Yeah. Everyone's a beautiful baby. like Except for the pretzel <laughs> tweets. That's pretty much the same every every time. <laughs> what are the pretzel tweets? Okay, all right. Do you follow him? Wow. You don't know about the pretzel tweets? Wow. Like, whenever he He's goes, literally like two seats down from me when those are yeah. happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Come on, JJ. Yeah, which I've. Still oh, like, do you have one. like? Do you have like object permanence? Like, do you do you remember <laughs> anything that, that, that when, literally when just When you happened? leave, he's gonna forget what your face looks like. Exactly. So when I stepped out of here earlier, where you were like, "Where'd he go?" <laughs> <laughs> I heard you talking if to it's Ryan. Not in this I, room, I, it doesn't I, exist. Doesn't exist. <laughs> I, I knew Ryan. So we had a guest today. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, he's, he forgets oh, that we're oh, on the air. Oh, 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 obviously. Oh, that explains oh, the first just, 10 minutes shooting the bullet at each other right now. No, yeah. <laughs> like, I remember, like, great that you're, physi- <laughs> that you're physically eating a pretzel at the games. Yes, I remember uh, yeah. the pretzel <laughs> tweets. Okay, okay but, I thought that was like right. some code for like I have the same fault. I'm like, oh, uh, wait, like, actually, that does remind me, Ferg. There's a question I wanted to ask you about sure, the pretzels. Sure, please. Okay, great. Um, anything, I, I, anything other, like, if we could have a question that he doesn't ask, that'd be great. <laughs> I had a pretzel last night at the concert. Great. Good and a hot man. dog. How about and that? a hot you, dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. well, good Lord, Mr. Moneybags. <laughs> <You are. laughs> you always get the whole pretzel. Yes. Whenever you get one. Right. I, get, I have been told, uh-huh. get the bites. Yes. Because yes. you get more. Right. That's what, what I what get. Are, what, are, the, what are your elaborate? What are your care. thoughts? So the bites are more than the money they give us to. It's true. To buy it. You have to pay out. Like okay, so no, I'm no. There, there were nine. There were nine dollars, and the pretzels eight dollars. Oh, well, I don't. I don't get paid to go to the games anyway. But so. hold right. on a second. Hold on a second. Yet. What was it? Nine. Yeah, it was nine. The bites are more expensive. That's why you never see anybody on press row having having the bites. Except for me, because Except I pull you, out the card. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. Inside baseball here, they feed us at these games, and and at for basketball they just say here's eight dollars to the one that can say the same thing they did in Greenville too. Ah. It was just more money. Um, uh, go crazy, and for eight dollars you can get a giant pretzel at the place in Auburn Arena, and it's fantastic. It's the best thing you can do with your money there because everything else you're either going to have to it comes with icing as well, and, and there's like you, get you, have, to pay you have to pay for the icing. Ah, yeah. icing. Okay, that's what I thought brought me over the top. Always, I didn't realize that it was the nine dollar bites because yes. I'm Did like not I'm not getting these the bites unless I get a vanilla icing. Never, I'm not financially smart. That's true. You know, I, I and I'm the of you, son of an same, accountant. Same dude. Same. I'm the son of an accountant. Right, and so she's ashamed. Eight dollars. Can get you just the pretzel, nothing else, just a pretzel. Yeah. So that's what I would do. Yeah. So there's like cin- there's like. But you like the bite. You can get a cinnamon Yeah, they're that good. Does sound they're good. good. The the times I've gotten them and they've been very rare. They've been pretty good. But like my whole thing is, like, we were, I wouldn't get a pretzel every single time. If like it's free for me. We were talking. Yeah. All I gotta do is show up. Yeah. We, you know, so this show is one thing, but like when mm. we're out in public, this is true at mm. games. Ferg limits the interactions that he has with myself and Brooks or myself and Ryan. Or with anybody, really. I mean, the man's it's just, working. He's got a right. But sometimes he's just chilling, but he's just in his own world chilling, you know? Yeah, that's true. And that's I, Yeah, I don't talk to people. Right, I know. You're just <laughs> chilling and in your own world chilling. Yeah, I'm Ugh. not social interaction. Because like, if one Disgusting. day I just showed up I don't like it. and gave Ferg <laughs> some pretzel bites... He would be just thrown off entirely. It would have been nice, yeah. But it, but you would have been like, "What's going on?" Sure. This dude brought me pretzel bites. Can I mean, like, like, I get, I get. So can you like, anyway. what's up? Divvy up the cost, like, so you get eight dollars, right? If mm-hmm. I wanted the pretzel bites, could I go up and give him the eight dollars that I was given by the 
and then pay it like on a card. Yeah, no, it's a little piece of paper. Okay, okay. Anything you put over the eight dollars, you have to pay for it. Okay, I got you. So that's what I do every time. Gotcha, gotcha. And a lot of people do it that way, but I'm cheap, so yeah, it's it's a free eight dollars. Like I absolutely. So in Greenville, they gave us twenty. Wow, twenty dollars. Yeah, twenty dollars for the concession stands. Did you go hot dog? Um, so there at the place in Greenville, there was a Bojangles in there and I went, I did that oh, once ooh, and it was, Bojangles. it was fine. It was Bojangles. fine. I mean, it's Bojangles out of concession stand. And then there was a pizza place in there that I did a couple of times. I'm such a hot So dog if you guy. saw, if you saw my picture of when I took the cup of popcorn and put peanut M&Ms in it, that, that was, was cool. that was one yeah. of the, that was one of the trips. Cause it was like, it's 20 bucks and like, they did that themselves though. You did not create that yourself. I did create that myself. I you, bought the popcorn and I bought the peanut M&Ms and I mixed them together. It's not that hard. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> no, wait, what? You take I the popcorn that, and you pour it in there. I thought that was like a special treat. No, it would have been cool. I mean, I, I would be all in favor. Did they give you the popcorn in that cup? Yes, the popcorn was in that cup. And then you poured the M&M's in there. Yes. And then did you like cover the cup and shake or did the M&M's just fall all the way? Yeah, shake it as much as you can. Okay. I had to eat a little bit of the popcorn off the top to get it so I could shake it. Right. Okay. It wasn't the most perfectly mixed thing in the world, but... No, um, so like they give you twenty bucks, and it's like you have to use it all at once, or you don't. Like, there's no change. Oh, really? There's no like so. Hmm. So you get up there, and what we were doing is like we were like sitting up there looking at it, and you're like, all right, how much? Like you're trying to maximize it, and you don't have to get drinks because usually they give you those, you know, down at the down in the media area. So like it's this game you start playing where you just try to stretch it as far as you as you go. So that's that was where that came from. So it's not bad. Um, one thing that um, it's a joke, but also it's something like. There is, if you cover the NCAA tournament and you sit courtside, you have to have a cup and a, an NCAA branded cup. They will not let you use mm. anything else besides an NCAA branded cup. And they have a person at the door checking when you walk in, out onto the floor to make sure that whatever cup you are drinking out of is an NCAA branded cup. What? Because they don't like it's their whole thing is, is like, look, Powerade and, or Coke in general, but it's mostly it's Powerade, but it's like the Coca Cola brand pays. A lot of money to make sure they are the only thing that you see at the at the NCAA tournament. Um, so Coach K slipped up this weekend and said Gatorade, and then was staring at the Powerade cup, and he was like, "No, I mean Powerade." Right, exactly. And it was funny. Um, so they have He's they literally have somebody at the door making sure that you do that. And if you ever if they catch you, it's it's very awkward, and you have to settle it out. So um, I do have an I have a March Madness cup that I'm just going to have in my house now. <laughs> of the beat. Who would be best in this format? What is that, huh? To come and be on the show in person. Oh, it's not me, but um, <laughs> I don't know. We wow. talked to a good number of them. I'm just if someone if I needed to yeah, get most of them are smart enough to do it on the phone. I probably need to start <laughs> doing that. Again. I got to trick somebody else to come in here. It's it's fun to have you guys in studio. Sure, because um, we get to do things like this. Yeah, you get to embarrass everyone. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think everybody like I. Like we we're we were talking about it earlier. Like I like I like everybody. Okay, we'll on talk. The beat. Um, it's just a matter of like if you can convince people to. We'll talk waste after the fact. their time doing this. Yeah, take yeah. take an hour or two. Yeah. But we're gonna promote the Auburn Observer six dollars a month or sixty dollars a year. This is the first time you've done Please. that. Please, <laughs> no. <laughs> after I threatened to walk out, no, which yeah, I'm yeah, still yeah. going to do. No, yeah. but I did say uh, every time we've come back, I've said Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer. Sure. Yeah, that's the place I work at. Yeah. Right. I, I guess that, that counts. As, I guess that counts as. <laughs> I th- I th- How I think did you do your taxes? The business you own? I don't know. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I did How say- do you do your, ta- do your taxes? No, like you personally. Yeah, how? I pay the government. Okay. 
Yeah, no. Uh, you when you're self-employed, you have like there's, you, a, there's a whole. Another, what is, it's a, you went ten ninety nine. It's not a. I think it's. I think he's W two, right? Because like, no, you're, you're self-employed. Ten, no, ten ninety nine would be if you were. Like, I thought ten ninety nine individual was, vendor. I thought ten ninety nine, or there's like a thousand different ten ninety nines, but. I thought 1099 was your which employee W two. W two is coming from an employer. Is it? Yeah, yes. we get a ten, okay, we get a ten, we get a ten ninety nine. Yeah. I'm doing my uh, I'm doing my taxes right now, and it's yeah, we get sucks. We get a we get a ten ninety nine from the company that yeah the company that Substack uses to okay to do oh yeah that, and so that's I don't smart. so here's the that's thing right, you do have that's a really smart you don't pay taxes so for us is we don't pay taxes like throughout the years like it doesn't take get, doesn't get taken out you just know. When tax time comes around, and some people, and there's a self, there's a self-employment tax, and there's there's, there's a bunch of hoops you have to jump through uh, when you're self-employed. So, but um, you were I, smart. I, I you like planned people, ahead. Meaning what? That you knew that you're like, hey, there's gonna be, it's gonna be tax season. I need to make sure that we're oh yeah no 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 set up yeah in a good you have spot. to basically like there are people who will uh, you know people because I don't like people you can get, pay it quarterly you can like right. you can like pay as you go and kind of yeah. like make it a little bit more manageable. I don't like people that just assume or at the I'm very be end, able to just get all or this at the money. very end which I've done before when I've been self employed which is like uh, you have to write a large check to the government right. for all the money you didn't give them throughout the year so right. basically you just kind of have to keep that in mind right um, throughout the year so. and you're wise. I'm sure. only wise in that. Allegedly. I'm only wise in that area because my mom mm-hmm. is a CPA and has her firm. Oh, so yeah. she does my taxes yeah. for me. Yeah, my, my mother does taxes. She's not a CPA, but my mother does my taxes as well. And I you're taken care of. Yeah. But yeah. she's a lot smarter. Moms are the best. Yeah. Yeah. The absolute yeah. best. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's like being self-employed. Um, it's kind of cool. And then there's some parts of it that aren't cool. Like taxes is not fun. Uh, paying for your own insurance is not fun. Um, Do you want to hire me? No. <laughs> <laughs> Said that so quick too. No. There was, yeah, like, uh, Javon. It's just like eventually yeah. I might consider expanding the observer. You will never be under consideration. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, you would at least entertain the idea. Give me that. I much. mean, I need. I mean, I, I don't. I don't pay painter full time right now. Like a painter has a real job as well. So. You know, I, I, I need to take part-time care. Part time at the Observer is a real job, huh? Part time at the Observer is a real job. <laughs> the mu- the amount of work I make him do is definitely is definitely more like the uh, yeah. I don't pay I don't pay him nearly enough, but um, you know, yeah, he has a real job, and uh, but yeah, I uh, I would have to take care of him first and foremost before <laughs> I, I thought about bringing anybody else on. And also, it's like, what would you br- what you brought to the table is I literally already have that. Yeah, in pain. <laughs> like you're the audio guy and the podcast guy and the like. But I, I literally, I have, you one have of those. somebody. I already have yeah. one of those. Um, yeah, and, and there was that one time Tough. that we that we beat you on in in the awards. The <laughs> 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 two of us did that against all of you. It happened. And right. Well, we, I wasn't a part then, of the show at that point. Don't include both me of these guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. Weren't about to say none of them. Okay. Oh yeah. You specifically, yeah. you. We beat you. Um, and then and then there was this thing that happened called COVID that was specifically engineered to make sure that we couldn't keep our jobs anymore. Right. It was a grand conspiracy. It was all started by JJ so he could win more Abbey Awards and. Uh, <laughs> and that's Which why we, and that's why we do, release the plague and that's why we do a podcast now uh which instead of well, having get, radio people pay us we just have you know people who are uh i get the premium podcast that's what i'm talking about because i'm a part of the the squad the inner circle, the inner circle edition the inner yes. circle. and Gang. you know parts unknown i know where painter is uh, a lot of people figured it out by this point. I, I haven't figured it out, but I also okay. haven't really tried to. Yeah. So it's it. 
the way we talk about it, the way we talk about it, you can kind of give like a general area of where it probably yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, Like he's not in the south. Like yeah, yeah. that's basically where I can I can yeah, you know, that's very easy to 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 counter. But like, yeah, it's, it's can not, I say right yeah. now? No. Oh okay. <laughs> Don't spoil no, it. Ruin the, the fun. Yeah, exactly. Can I say what? for me and everyone else? Yeah, no. I want to say something so bad, but I can't. <laughs> Thank you for not. What is stopped you in this segment? Doxing Peter Yeah, Shuffles. exactly. Yeah, but it's not that hard to figure Should out. Should I get him done. back on the show? I mean... Has Painter been on the show? Never. Not no. Him. I don't even know why I'm on the show. Um, <laughs> I should. I should say, hey, Painter. Yeah, he has up? a real job. Right, that would be difficult. Yeah, he has a real job that he has to do and, and be important and not waste we've, time doing this. We've pre-recorded segments before. <laughs> yeah. That's true. I've There's some... Um, there's some radio hits I've done in the past where like you, you can tell they pre recorded and I'm yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'm like, man, in a few hours this all this I might have just said might be out of date. Yeah. My, yep. My best I'm gonna look great. My uh <laughs> some of my favorite shows that I used to listen to would be when you would have they would have you and some of the other beat writers together. Like that was good stuff. When we would bring to. when we would bring other folks yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we had. Uh, or sometimes when you would Vitaly have Zach on. set up and then you guys would all be together there at the same time. Uh huh. Yeah, we'd have Vidali on Mondays. Um, Nathan interned uh, interned for us for a while. Um, Walk Wednesdays. Yeah, Ben was in there with us. Yeah, we've had we yeah we had a we had a pretty because it's like and y'all have it figured out because y'all have a bunch of people who rotate in here. But like we were just we were just two and like our worst shows were when it was just we were when it was just the two of us. Like we you know it's it's not that and we and we stopped taking calls too. Right. Like you guys are still fighting the good fight over here and y'all have a lot of people who call in and y'all have a lot of uh I mean y'all have y'all, fun conversations. Y'all have very with y'all have very like <laughs> we <laughs> we kinda got to the end. Well ours were also in the middle of the day. Like people who are listening to this right now, especially right now, it's like they're coming off of work or they're, you know, getting towards the end of their work day and they have a little bit we were in the middle of the day and it would be like people would call in and be like, What are you doing? Like, <laughs> like, like why how do you have time to do this? Why do you have time to do this? Um But uh so yeah, we had to we had to try to rotate as much. I don't I we do two podcasts a week and it's that's that's more than enough for me. Um, I I enjoyed. That's why it's great for you to come by and see us. Yeah, I enjoyed the aspects of doing radio every day. Um, I don't miss it because it is a lot of work. I think people don't really. I don't think people really understand how much work is put into doing something like this. Uh, yeah, when when I interviewed, even with even even here. even a person like JJ who obviously yeah. doesn't. Do a whole lot of prep yeah, between exactly. segments. Uh, exactly. It was like when I when I came here and interviewed JJ was JJ told me it was like, I need you to understand that I don't just come in for three hours, do the show, and then nope. go home. Nope. And I was just like, no, I I don't know what else you do during the day, but I know that it is more than that. But yeah, you're right. It, it is. Yeah. It's a full work day for sure. Oh yeah. Because like yeah, if you're a radio host who just comes in and just does a show and leaves, that means somebody else has to be doing all the other stuff. Yeah. Right. So, right. Yeah. That was me. I I just came in and just did the show. Um, other folks had to do the actual work. I meant to look and see who has more shots. I remember that that's what we were talking mm-hmm. about. Shots shots of what? Wait, what? Of, what are you talking about? What kind of shots? Define shot. But, uh, tweets. Tweets. Because okay. he said, you, I'm oh, a good shooter. Shooters. Oh, yeah, shooters. volume you shooter. Know? Yeah, that's right. I mean, this personal account is pretty pretty active. 116.9K. Okay, I've been, on, I've, been on, I've been on Twitter since I was in high school. Same. Yeah. But that was yeah. You're a child though. Like it's a little different. <laughs> um, 
we're we're closer in age than you ever give me credit for. Well, yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> you're 20, 28, yeah. Eight, yeah. And I'm 26. Yeah. And I'm 23. And still going to Justin Bieber concert. <laughs> yeah. Bang! Oh, no, right. oh, there it is. There That's what I wanted. <laughs> I love that guy. I love him. He, he, he doesn't claim it back, but that's okay. All right, sports call was the... Uh, how long? Yeah, okay. Twenty-five k. I mean, you. I mean, how many? But how many years has that account been active? Is December twenty twelve. Okay. Wow, the sports I, call account is older than my Twitter account. I. Wow. I'll brag for a moment. I mean, mine like since, in December of twenty. Since the takeover, is what I'm. You know, TM to be mm-hmm. trendy on Twitter. When I'm you calling that when I start. Call? Yeah, it's really. And to be truthful, I got to give Austin Scott all the credit in the world yeah. for really taking oh, it to yeah. the next level because yeah, yeah. that guy is just. My whole point is that you guys tweet a lot. We tweet we a do lot. We tweet a lot. Yeah. All right, Brent, you, should, you should follow our you, other. Accounts. You tweet a lot. I tweet all the time, yeah. uh, and I, if yeah. one gets like ten likes, I'm like, this is a freaking. Burner. I have twenty two. Is doing numbers. Twenty two k tweets. Do you, how much? How many tweets Mine's do I have? Just I a lot know. of retweets, though. You know, like, hey, this show. Yeah, happened. No original thoughts. Mm. Hate to see. Old Miss Twitter got a hold of me. Crazy, mm. crazy. Talk about talk about a war. That, talk that about a war on one both sides to unhinged. lose. What's up? That fan base isn't super like online, nah. are they? Ole Miss? No. Nah. Arkansas know. is Arkansas's for sure. Worse for oh. I got. See, here's the thing hard. with Arkansas. I got a lot of interactions, but most of them were like just having fun. They didn't get crazy with it. Yeah. Kentucky fans. Kentucky fans. Yeah. They're the suck. worst. They're the worst. Yeah. Yeah, calling the Auburn and Ole Miss baseball game on the SEC Network this past weekend, they came at your boy. Right, <laughs> bad. Why did they come after the play-by-play guy? What's I don't that know. about? That I what? S- what? What were some things that were said to you by Ole Miss fans? Uh, some cannot be repeated. Okay, on well, air because I am aware of the FCC, and you have a funny way of showing it. Yes, I was about to say. Um, you know, I've got called a homer. A time you or two. You are a homer. Yeah, but that's uh, so. Like, I but think doing, people need to figure. Auburn I think Sports people Network need to. Or? No, I was doing it on the SEC oh, okay, okay, Network. Okay. They were watching it on TV, and I'm like, I did not say anything. Were you on plus or were you on? We were on plus. Okay, so that's the thing. It's like you if okay. They're not. You should him on know. You cable. should know. <laughs> <laughs> you should yet. know at this point. SEC Network's been around for you right. know, a while now. You what should know. You're walking into. You should know yeah. that the home broadcast people are setting up the home. Like, unless it is on. The network and they have hired out people like, and I think SEC baseball only has just like the network only has a couple of crews that they actually put on real baseball games. Yeah, um, you, you ought to know what you're getting. You know, at this point, it's like, yeah, the guy has an Auburn lean. Well, duh, he's the you know he's con- he's from here. They're not getting someone so to this travel week like when, six hours, right? So this week when Ole Miss is at home against whoever, they're gonna have an Ole Miss person do that. So yeah, I mean, it's I'm gonna start doing their games. No, you're not. See if I can. Uh, nah. See if I can. Cause the, you, you're but gonna, that, you're gonna that travel up to true. Bristol with Javon and ask if you can do some Ole Miss baseball. <laughs> I'm saying for their digital, their plus shows. Yeah. Because like he's saying, Auburn schedules the Auburn stuff, and so we have been aware of that. And Auburn does schedule an Ole Miss announcer will come in from time to time, a Georgia Tech announcer will come in from time to time, which is how I've started to do Georgia Tech stuff. If you see me this weekend, I'll be doing Georgia Tech baseball in Atlanta. Actually, I'm going with them to Raleigh for oh, NC State. Oh, wow, very cool. Yeah, so they're trying to expand more, and so that's why I was saying all these Ole Miss people hate, and the next thing you know, I could get a call from them since we've connected, and then here I am calling Ole Miss baseball. Who knows? Who knows? That wouldn't be fun. No. I wouldn't think. Um, I was a baseball is super laid back, though, at least. Very like, much. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like 
I just love calling basketball play. would be really hard. Do, doing play by play is a lot of fun. I base it's so weird because basketball is so fun because it is so hard. Yeah. It's so fast paced. <laughs> But, like, baseball is also fun, especially if you have someone that you interact well with on a broadcast. You can just bounce back and forth off each other. Like you first, and Javon? Well, the first baseball game. I haven't done a baseball game That's with That's not done, yeah. Um, but I did do a baseball game with you as the first baseball game I did this year, and that was a lot of fun. We did have a lot of fun. I don't think I have. Well, I've done a couple with Tim Sin uh, over at Beauregard. But, uh, a couple of wins for our Hornets today. Yeah. Spring break that? for yeah. Lee County School, so they played some day baseball. Oh, it's spring break this week. It's so Auburn has already had their spring break. Two weeks ago. And Opelika's done it before. And it's just like now these Lee County schools and Auburn University already had their spring break. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't Auburn High go on spring break already? Yeah. Yeah. Same time as the university. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. First week of March, usually. All right. uh, I will be checking out the Auburn Observer this week. Um, (laughs) (laughs) One day, I'm not going to. No, you know what? LeVar Ball said to speak some things into existence. Oh, my God. Right. So I'm going to follow his... One day I will make an appearance on the Auburn Observer. I'm Meaning do what? It. Heavily on edited. On the podcast. On the podcast. Oh, on the podcast. Well, you know, I'm kind of the person who determines... Right, so... That. Like, if you can't Auburn just, like, hack Duke. your way in there. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in. I, uh, if Auburn ever played Duke, maybe... They'll, He'd be like, I nah. That would, I <laughs> yeah. think that would be the perfect time to get you on someone's podcast. Regardless. Knows, it's Auburn Duke. Yeah. He knows better yeah. people, though. You know, For Duke? Yeah. Basketball? Yeah. Yeah. You saw Brendan this weekend. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, Did known, you chat I've known Brendan for a while. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We, worked always, we worked together. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. I remember, and every time I talked, yeah. I talked to him a couple of every few weeks to come on the podcast. And yeah. I'm like, Ferg's the best. He yeah. hates me, but he's the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I hung out with Brendan. So, yeah, Brendan. Yeah, hung out with several folks uh, who used, I used to work with at right. the Athletic were there because um, it was in Greenville, which is where our Clemson rider lives, and Michigan State was there, and right. Duke was there, so it was a lot of fun. We had a grand old time. Yeah, there was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of, you know, and then I uh, <laughs> I got I got made inadvertently into a main character on Twitter on uh, on uh, on thursday when the athletic decided oh, to oh yeah. i wanted to ask me. you about this oh, but yeah. i also was not gonna like put you on the spot yeah hey, you can ask about it yeah i thought it was hilarious more than anything i laughed at it so much like it's so funny because <laughs> like the person who ever sent that tweet had no idea oh no oh no, no, no absolutely no, no clue nope. because they change those people all the time um and so they had no idea and so everybody went after him and i just thought it was funny like uh, you know like i don't care uh it's a you know the funny thing was it was like they they had to they had to reference me for a tweet from a press conference it's like it's literally being broadcasted and it's literally like on like you can find a transcript super easily like if they just wanted to rip that quote they could have like two minutes later easily they didn't have to put you yeah. in. no and, and so that's did. what made so it even pulled it from funnier. your twitter for no and reason it's, yeah and it's even funnier because it's like it's the ncaa tournament an event that i was not allowed to cover while i was at the athletic right <laughs> um and uh yeah so it was just like it was, it was funny i enjoyed it um auburn fans I know there's a lot of y'all that are like went for their throats, and it's funny. Um, again, I'll, I'll I'll continue to say the same thing I've always said about the athletic. I'm glad I work there. Um, I love a lot of the people there. Uh, I hope it succeeds. Um, there's just you know no further questions, sir. Yeah, it's just like it's like there's there's some aspects of it that I, I wasn't crazy about, but like most of the people I, you interact with or see have nothing to do with any of that because yeah. like i said i just hung out with all my all my friends at the athletic this weekend was, from the desk of, of justin ferguson i've been mentioned before on the auburn observer podcast yes not do you yet? want any more like what else do you want at this point <laughs> <laughs> i don't know yeah i'm just like know. what is what is it what is it 
When was he mentioned a on couple the of podcast? Times. Like there have been we've, times. Yeah, we've, oh, there oh, have you been talked times. To, you talked about when you came in here he'll a few t- times, haven't you? A lot of times he'll be like, yeah. oh, we had this conversation on yeah, the show. We've, yeah, we've talked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our bu- Especially when Travon. Yeah. Yep. Our buddy oh, okay. JJ Jackson and Travon. And, mm-hmm. okay. and all you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm grouped with Travon. I'm going to dinner with Travon tonight. Very cool. He's a very, he's a very, a very, he's a very important person now. Yes. I still have not met that man. Yep. We need to set that up. I've been here for eight. I've been here for eight months. I've never met Travon Reed. Were you the replacement for Travon? Yes. As Travon I was, was exiting. He was brought in. I was right. not the replacement for Travon Reed, but I essentially y'all are very y'all are very Trevon. similar, uh, <laughs> very similar backgrounds, uh, yeah, I'm life sure. experiences. I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> of course, you were a standout Athletic high school ability, football yeah. player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Who could forget your time as a defensive back? For, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 charge. See, it's a shame the podcast. They're podcasting. It's a shame radio is not visual because mm-hmm. it, you know you look at me and you go, ah, that dude, he never played corner. That dude he's never <laughs> played corner in his life. More of a strong safety. This. I'm glad you're here. I was an offensive lineman. And we're happy that Javon is nothing, here for a so few more five, days. Five foot eight, 200 pounds, playing guard. Let's go. There and we go. we're wrapping up our final conversation with Justin Ferguson in person ever on the history of the show. Probably, probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about the say he's done after He'll call in and do like 15 it's, minutes. I was mostly thinking about it as soon as Javon said he was leaving. I was like, right now, I don't have to come back in here anymore. And, <laughs> and, then, and then this hour happened, and I'm like, well, yeah, for sure, this is it. And I did give him an opt-out at the end of the last hour. Typically, that's pre-recorded. Or pre-recorded. It's not pre-recorded. <laughs> Discussed, you yeah. know, I promise said, you, we did not hear this and go, "Oh yeah, we need to play this during the <laughs> yeah. show." Do you want to edit it? No, let's just let it go. Let's just raw audio. Let's yep. go. It's like, oh, yeah, that was perfect the way it was. Uh, Ferg, thank you for being here. Yep. Check out the Auburn Observer. Amazing stuff. Thank you for being here. Yeah, man. Yeah. 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 Brant. I don't know if I feel very thankful. Thank you for being right. here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, you Javon get paid Cutler. to do this. Though. I do get paid to do this. <laughs> thank you for being here. Of course, of course. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you to uh, Britt Bowen oh, playing the with the Auburn Sports Network for stopping by. Auburn softball. Damn, they're fun. Uh, 24-2 and two on the season, leading the SEC. All right, that does it. We're done. we got to get out of here. For Brant Daughtry, Justin Ferguson, and Javon Cutler, I'm JJ Jackson. Thank you, and good day.